0: the stupidest podcast this is your host justin vandy venter and with me is that bald-headed bearded son of a bitch you know who he is the other host of this podcast
1: justin Rodemacher. what's up buddy be- not too bad how are you doing man good how are you not too bad uh just uh you know living life doing a lot of a lot of stuff that uh I have been doing, and I got a, a, a. I guess I have a little announcement during this episode, so uh, I guess we'll get into that here in a bit.
0: But... Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How about you, man? What What have you been up to?
0: You know me, man. Work, 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 and more work.
1: Yeah. But... And bowling out of here, you got uh, your bowling has been doing really well this year.
0: Dude, man. it's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Your, what is it? Your average two forty.
0: It's two thirty nine now.
1: Two thirty oh, so you did drop one. Yeah, I had a bad
0: week, but then it should go back up because last night I bowled and I shot another good seven hundred.
1: Okay. There you go.
0: So I only have one set, I think, this year under seven hundred.
1: Wow, dude. That's insane.
0: (laughs) So I mean obviously I'm averaging two (laughs) forty.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, that makes sense. If you're averaging 240ish, like that's insane.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I don't think I've. Well, I know I've never bowled like this.
1: Well, congratulations, dude. I wanna I wanna see you keep it keep it up. I wanna see, have you uh, when we go to our on our Vegas trip. I wanna see you at that 240 mark. That'd be sweet. So,
0: yeah. Other than that, uh, not much, man. Just okay. working around the house, getting stuff situated. And... There you go. Other than that, sweet, pretty good, pretty good, man. How about you? What's new nice. with you?
1: Um. Well, I mean, obviously, I've been I've been working, uh, playing a little disc golf, doing some comedy. Um, kind of uh, been seeing this girl
2: nice which is, uh
1: that's the little announcement that you learned in this episode i was uh gonna tell you in person but i mean we didn't get an opportunity for that so you yeah. kind of had a little surprise during this episode and you that's literally when you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was a big surprise yeah i so, was, uh, yeah, been... was, was kind of like hey whoa 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 time out time out. Stop the podcast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's been uh, going good, actually. Uh, I mean, we're actually recording the, the intro to this episode uh, a little bit after the actual episode itself. But, uh, yeah, we've uh, gone on a few more dates, and it's gone really well so far. So I'm really excited to, to see where this goes. And um, finally got a, an opportunity to, to post a little bit of it on Facebook today. So I saw that. So uh, people seem to be enjoying it as well. Nice. So so
0: this is a good episode man what do we what do we got going on in this episode
1: hey man we got a very special guest on this episode we have gavin glenn as our guest so he is a, another duluth comedian with another twin ports comedian um but this is, a, this is a fun episode i mean not only does he do comedy he does music he does poetry uh we talk a little bit of everything so it's really Uh, different arts with him during this episode so uh, really glad to have him on Um, he said he was honored to be on so it's just really fun episode and uh, we learn a little bit uh, about Gavin Glenn so
0: yeah so without any further ado uh, here is your comedian guest here's the episode enjoy
1: okay so we're here with Gavin Um, I'm gonna ask the first question here Uh, so Gavin uh, what inspired you to get into stand-up comedy?
3: The earliest memory I could think of is I was on a church retreat, and and they probably like asked us like a couple of kids. We might have actually we might have been like thirteen at the time that of what we wanted to be when we grow up, and 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 I just kept thinking about uh jeff foxworthy right away it's just like i want to wear what he's wearing and try not to say all the things that he's saying but i know why i wanted to do something more like him so i i I revealed to everybody with a a rough character of me on stage with a microphone uh, that i want to be a stand-up comedian
1: that's cool i like that a lot
3: and nobody laughed for for uh for uh support it, it, it's just laugh at a, a like that's never gonna
1: happen <laughs> oh really they they weren't like supportive of you right away
3: I, it, 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 they weren't supportive of me right away i, I guess Interesting. i guess maybe it was just like all the scriptures were. it was too serious of a weekend like it was too laid back and, and uh but then Probably like fast forward it to like a few years later, I, I wanted to quit basketball to join the speech team because I just knew I want to get my footing into some public speaking. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was uh, from sophomore, junior year and senior year high school, I got into speech and then eventually, okay, first that uh, there are categories that the speech team get to do that that there's a in, that there's a storytelling i start with storytelling cuz that that's just the, the the essence of standup comedy is yeah. in, for for most cases and, and it, it was just like how you draw like a fairy tale out of the hat and then and it's like like third Third, fourth, and fifth grade level reading of of a story that you just have to like tell in your own words, in front of a judge, and there's not much of an audience for storytelling. But then I moved on to my junior year. I I gone in between a uh, poetry of reciting po- uh, a, a long form, okay, of of poems uh, to to the crowd at to. to get my my foot into it and then it went to dramatic interpretation but then my senior year i went into um informal uh speaking which is i i got to
1: teach people what stand-up comedy is oh that's really cool mm-hmm. so like you were mm-hmm. uh not doing stand-up at, at that time but mm-hmm. you were telling people about stand-up and what it like meant mm-hmm. did you like tell them like what it meant to you or were, was it just kind of in general what stand-up comedy is
3: i was telling the history of stand-up comedy and, oh that's cool and then i then I just like gave them examples of how up comedy is written and how to get your start into it of just from this, uh, ebook I've, I got from, um, Apple somewhere in there. Okay. But yeah. And, and I, cho- and I told them like examples of that, that there's the uh, old time of, uh, Lenny Bruce, uh, George Carlin, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, yeah, we we've talked about all of these yeah, guys on this Phil, podcast. Phil, even further back, it's like Phyllis Diller and George Burns. I've talked about
1: those old time comedians. That's really cool, and that just kind of, like mm-hmm. that part of it. That's kind of what mm-hmm. inspired you, because obviously it right. sounds like you wanted to do it at thirteen, which is obviously before that. But, but like that speech class, do you think it really helped you get into stand up? Then,
3: yeah, I mean the first. I mean, the first time I ever done stand, my first time I ever done stand up uh, was uh, my senior year of high school. We were on the, uh, it was like one of those uh, homecoming prep rallies that my stand up comedy was uh, one of our skits. So <laughs> I was just kind of worried I was gonna make it the homecoming to the home going. So like, oh. get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to walk the crowd as no. they were saying. <laughs> yeah. that's mm-hmm. funny. But yeah, and then. That led the, up to the speech. Speech team for senior year. That I'm. I'm gonna teach about stand-up comedy. I'm gonna show that's how it's done. Just like well, it was like one liners in between the speech that I okay that I was yeah. able to put in. It was like four in between sections of the history, how to do so,
1: and then who who's the most famous comedians of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well that's cool. So did you write those one liners or did you use them from like the comedians that you were talking about? They were my own one liners. Oh nice. That's that's what I was I was hoping because like yeah. obviously like that's what people want to see is your comedy. Yeah, especially in... when you're talking about mm-hmm. stand up, I feel like that's perfect to...
3: informative is uh it's a mix of your original writing and it's research. Oh, okay, so... nice. That makes sense. So yeah, I've I've had to like put like visual aids of uh, of large boards that i had to like uh, put down now and then like it's kind of like old-fashioned powerpoint and and i had citations on the corner of
1: each board okay well i mean that makes mm-hmm. sense I, I remember taking speech classes and yeah having to mm-hmm. you had to incorporate visuals and you had to incorporate all these mm-hmm. different aspects of it because obviously stand-up like sometimes has that like you'll see comedians that do that stuff but like it's it's very important, especially in public speaking, to to have that kind of stuff.
3: Man, I forgot this guy's name on America's Got Talent that he. Did. Oh
1: yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his he, name he, either. He
3: he had a bunch of powerpoints in his stand He he because yeah. I think he was like a college professor. Uh,
1: yeah, I can't part-time. remember his name, but yeah, he does like a lot of like graphs. It, it and wasn't. And...
3: I know it wasn't la- this past
1: year, but might have been the
3: year before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I remember um, I actually didn't really know anything about him, but my grandma and grandpa showed me mm-hmm. him. They're like, "Oh, you're in stand up. Like, you gotta watch this." I'm like, "Okay, sweet. I'll see it." And then he's had the powerpoints. I'm like, "Interesting. It's kind of a a new take on it." So,
3: so yeah, going going to college to like cloak is close enough to Duluth that maybe I want to like give a shot at stand up around here. Yeah, like like any week i could like if if i'm that motivated enough if school doesn't
1: drag me down <laughs> yeah for sure but but at times that has dragged me down <laughs> yeah so since you like did that in high school um did you like have you been doing it since then like pretty regularly or did you like take a break or how did that happen
3: It, it was long breaks in between. Okay, that makes sense. Because the very first time I was at Dublin's.
1: Okay, that's where you like did your first full set.
3: Well, yeah, it was like three
1: minutes that they gave it. Just took away my first question. Oh, sorry. Here, let's right. Why don't you Why don't you ask that question? And I wasn't even <laughs> yeah. thinking. I wasn't thinking. Right, right. Vandy, what's your question?
4: Well, since we're talking about it, when was the first time that you went on stage?
3: So I was at Dublin's. It might have been October uh, 2012 that I have a vague memory of. Might have seen Bob Ace Track back okay. then, but I might have seen some other guys. I like remember uh, Graham Hakala, that's a, a, an Iron Ranger like me now. And, okay. And, and, and Nate Wagner. I'm name dropping, so just No, that's like perfect. a. Pete Hanagraff and and Joe Mosier, well Danielle would know who I'm talking
1: about yeah well I mean the last three that you just named were all on right. this podcast so of yeah. course yeah but,
3: but yeah I had a, like a sh- short list written on a on on like half of a notebook paper I ripped out okay and so so I just knew that like three minutes might be might be no problem because like in speech. Speech team, I, I, they give
1: you a limit of seven minutes. Oh, so yeah, three minutes mm-hmm. that is less than half the time. So you're probably like, oh yeah, this is easy, or not maybe I, not yeah, easy. But...
3: I I don't have the clearest memory, but I knew I knew it was silver, and and I I didn't I didn't order anything to drink because like I was only close to twenty by then. Oh yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, they. And and I knew like back then at Dublin's they, they had online sign ups on their website.
1: Oh, instead of like the paper mm-hmm. one that, that we do now?
3: Yeah, and and there and and there there was only one open mic back then which was mm-hmm. ten th- thirty on Fridays.
1: Okay. Yeah, and we just brought that back. And we just brought that back. Yep. So that's cool. Does it like bring back memories to It does. Is it is it f- very similar to what it used to be?
3: Yeah, they still had the yellow wall uh oh, on the yeah. back, not the not the brick wall that they
1: painted now. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of mm-hmm. well, you and all the other comedians with the yellow background and mm-hmm. that's cool. When did they paint that, I guess, do you know? Roughly?
3: It might have been the beginning of twenty twenty
1: two. Oh wow. So it's maybe. really recent then. Dang. That's cool. So yeah, over a year? Yeah. So obviously you started at Dublin's. What was it like I, on the first time like going up on stage were you nervous or were you like more confident since you had the the background the doing the I, presentation? I background? was
3: confident. Okay. I, I I wasn't expecting everybody to join me. Not even my dorm dorm mates uh, uh came with me. I just kind of did it by myself. It's just uh
1: it's just like another thing I'm doing other than going out to eat. Oh, dang. That's that's really good to have that confidence, especially mm-hmm. like that like that young into it like that's that's cool. Are you still like feel that confident every time you go up but yeah the
3: but yeah even even for my first time uh I remember i I had a good set, I just don't remember which jokes exactly I'd done oh for sure maybe i I've done the homecoming to home going
1: as an opener oh yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, that could have been like Mm -hmm. your very first joke do you think Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i yeah and i and i remember start i remember starting to write my jokes sometime during high school with a a tony stewart (laughs) nascar (laughs) driver on the front of the notebook
1: that's awesome like it was kind of like a tiny legal pad that reporters would carry around yeah i i loved tony stewart like Mm -hmm. I, i just haven't heard his name in a while that's why i laughed i was just reminiscing mm-hmm. <laughs> him and uh, Jeff Gordon
4: that was a spare ball remember that white cue ball that I had for a spare ball oh, right?
1: yeah I remember that
4: and it was a Tony Stewart ball and I, I sanded the picture of Tony Stewart off of
1: it why'd you do that <laughs> you should have kept it I, did, I do like the white ball look though it did look really cool
3: but yeah I just knew um, I just knew after my first time at Dublin's uh schoolwork i was like taking my schoolwork more seriously so i didn't like get back to dublin's until probably like tw- 2014 sometime there Cause, okay cuz i was more motivated when i had a roommate in in my apartment in duluth
1: yeah uh, so you had more so was that in 2012 or 2014 when you had the roommate that got you motivated or was it twenty fourteen? 20- oh, when so my Roommate came. Okay, uh, so once you yeah, mm-hmm. once your roommate came mm-hmm. in, that's when you were more mm-hmm. motivated to go out and, and try it. Yeah, that's cool. Was it because of your like roommate or like? Do you think it like that was the the only factor or do you think it was just because like you started to get more passionate about it too?
3: I got more passionate yeah. about it. Like uh, he 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 wouldn't stop mentioning it that I did stand up in our in our homecoming.
1: Okay, that's cool. So that way, mm-hmm. it like. You felt like, oh, like I can do this, and like other people see that I can do mm-hmm. this. So it was really mo I could definitely see the motivation there.
3: And it was like all the
1: weed we smoked too. <laughs> that, that, that could probably help too. I would imagine yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Gavin, what uh, I know obviously I know a little bit about this, but what kind of style of comedy do you perform on stage? Do you like the style you have? Uh, if not, what style would you want to do? Like, or would you add if you had to incorporate another one?
3: For stand-up, I've done a mix of uh, of storytelling and one-liners, and I just seem to like to like throw one-liners in the middle of everything or just in at the end of a set if I'm just like trying to speed up the last minute I'm just given. Yeah. And I know I want to do more poetry in my in my stand-up comedy after meeting uh, Henry.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Henry is amazing at yeah. at adding poetry.
3: Yeah, they they were just getting good at it and then henry started being part of this uh, traveling circus of of poets
1: that's mm-hmm. so cool
3: it's like a mix of clowns and clarinet <laughs> playing and yeah
1: that's that's so cool though mm-hmm. it's just, just bo- adding bo- all that. bohemian stuff bo- oh interesting mm-hmm.
3: but i'm um, i'm also doing a musical comedy uh, for for just l- at a uh, live music open mics that or just like my own live music <coughs> I have. Yeah. But I, I just tend to separate uh my music from from stand up just so I'm just like keeping your guys uh passion alive. OK. Like I, I just want to like be be conformed with you guys more. And, I gotcha. But, you know, I'm just um, I do my music by request or I, if I just have enough practice to get into it. Mm hmm.
1: Well, that's cool though like mm-hmm. I, it, it's so cool because you can obviously tell that you have passion between mm-hmm. for comedy and for music like um and you said you do have like music that you like do comedically too i've mm-hmm. I've seen a few of it i just so i i've done
3: music related jokes that I, I just have to like organize more that that daniel said oh oh there's just the punchlines uh, uh, they're they're too predictable.
1: Oh, yeah,
3: with like using mu- music lyrics.
1: Yeah, yeah, sometimes they they d- depending on the joke, but like yeah, you cuz I know you do have a couple like really good ones that I really like that.
3: But I know Sam Schwartz like he he done like queen <laughs> references yeah, like yeah. so flawlessly. It was a crowd pleaser at least. Oh yeah, I
1: know people you could definitely tell that people enjoyed it like.
3: But you know, if he could just come up with more lyrics by surprise within his sets, like, a good callback. Mm. Like, it's... Like, he, he... He he should keep it in
1: there. Yeah. No, I I love that joke. I don't think he should get rid of that at all. Like, But I, I think guess. I've
3: done so much writing that I just, like, I have to put everything in rotation. Like, yeah.
1: Like, there, there's an assembly line going on here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, well, I've done mm-hmm. that one, so maybe I'll bring that back in a couple months. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So, I know you said that you, like... Do you do like music comedy like quite a bit at the the music open mic? Or like do you like alternate like do you do some music, some comedy, or like how do you do that usually?
3: I alternate. Alternate? Okay. Like if I don't have if I don't have a cover song that I wanna do Then you just I, do I, your your comedy. I, I do stand up in the middle between uh two original songs. I
1: Oh I okay. do that. Yeah. That
3: that usually happens at at wuso's on wednesday
1: nights okay yep every now and then that's cool yeah i've been to that one actually for mm-hmm. for uh just doing comedy mm-hmm. uh that's actually where i went first before i knew about dublin's and everything i just i was googling open mics and that was the only one that i saw right away so i went to it and i like had 15 minutes and i was not ready for 15 minutes so i was just like ah maybe i'll do this one sparingly and then i found you guys and i'm like yep i'm just gonna stick with you guys and do the traditional stand-up ones and
3: yeah, they. Yeah, with with my roommate era, uh, back in twenty fourteen, uh, Wusos even like took a risk on me to me to do stand up for fifteen minutes because mm. th- th- not many people have done fifteen minutes of stand up there. Yeah, <laughs> in well, a while. So
1: well, and now they've know like they've seen you do it, so they are probably not even questioning it anymore.
3: I didn't even think I have wrote enough for fifteen minutes. I think I just uh did did
1: seven minutes and skedaddle. Oh, I got you. <laughs> you just ended your set a little early. Yeah. That makes sense.
3: But, you know, uh, somewhere in Wikipedia, Louis C.K. only wrote for, like, three minutes for his first time, and then and then you just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's basically most <laughs> of the open mics that you get to do, like, in cities, they usually only give you three minutes. So mm-hmm. it's, it's at least good to start with three minutes, and that's usually what we give you, too, up here when you first start when we don't, when you've never performed with us it's three minutes and then eventually you'll get your five or seven or whatever we end up doing that night so all right but all right who are uh, who's some of your biggest
4: influences in comedy, and who's your favorite comedian right now
3: all of the uh, blue collar comedy tour guys are my influences. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable guy, Bill Ingvall, and Ron White. I, I just kind of like and probably like what I'm always trying to do in my style the f- uh, uh, flex on more is to be a combination of all four of those guys. That's cool, which I, I could probably like look up on a uh, on dry bar comedy
1: that like I can like tell like some of these uh, like styles are like are like mixed. Yeah, yeah, that's actually like mm-hmm. I never even thought of it, but I do every now and then, mm-hmm. like feel like the blue collar vibe from you every now and then, like like Jeff Foxworthy or Bill Engvall or Larry or Ron. Like mm-hmm. I, I see a little bit of all of them in you for sure.
3: I mean, even Jeff have had like a, a a whole album of musical comedy. It might mm-hmm. it might have been like all
1: uh, all Christmas album. Really, I I don't think I mean, about I used it. to have it. Oh really?
3: He used to have it. That's cool. Yep.
1: yep. Man, I want to. I want to listen to this now. It's
3: going to be my time of year. Oh. I'm just going to like play a, uh a uh, uh, twelve redneck days of Christmas. <laughs> 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 that sounds awesome. I think he might even eliminate redneck uh, in his act uh, now because just to be more PC. Oh,
1: yeah. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. That could be. And
3: that's what I noticed from his two last specials. So. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and other influences would be uh,
1: Patton Oswalt. Oh, I love Patton Oswalt. He's so funny, just a lovable uh a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I love him so much. I, I was just watching uh the new season of uh what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Do you watch that show at all? It's a vampire show. On, on- oh, I really? have Oh, it's it's pretty fun. I I really enjoy it. But uh, one of the new seasons Patton is on there, and it's. He's he's hilarious.
3: <laughs> I like to think that he did a cameo, maybe of something like that, like a vampire type type of character on "Uh, My Crazy Ex Girlfriend." Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds like him. He mm-hmm. would. I feel like he would be into that. Mm-hmm. He loves that stuff.
3: I mean, yeah, Rachel Bloom's like a musical comedian too. Oh, yep, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: that's
3: cool. But yeah, it's just like the first season of "My Crazy Ex Girlfriend" is just so many songs were written. They, they they might have said, like, for the first season, it was, like, 70 songs were written. Holy
1: cow, That's a lot for a...
3: Maybe not quote me on that, but, yeah. like, research that later. Yeah. Like, to confirm it. But I remember
1: it was, like, a lo- large number, significantly a lot. Yeah. Well, the good thing is this is the mm-hmm. stupidest podcast, so we don't have to have... <laughs> yeah. We don't have to have exact figures. People will have to... If they mm-hmm. want to be smarter, they got to do some research. Mm-hmm. We don't do the research. We're, we're stupid, so...
3: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh... Bo Burnham's a comedic oh, influence like I I didn't get introduced to him during the again the roommate era of 2014 it's like hey Gavin you gotta you gotta watch Bo Burnham it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> it's like yeah it was like his special what oh period and, yep. then, and and the rest is history it's just like I'm I'm just like I want like to listen and watch everything he does like He's, from YouTube Self entitled i al- album uh, words words words
1: yeah he's so good and like,
3: and, and and yeah and, and I and I'm just and just like watching um inside special it was just like rediscovering him all over again mm-hmm. like like you're hanging in there just like the rest
1: of us yeah yeah he's he is a genius
3: but though. yeah and and it was because of the pandemic that like music I was just kind of like the most amb- i was trying to be the most ambitious musician i can be at home like just playing music o- online for everybody like mm-hmm. I, it's like it's my way of helping like
1: get some entertainment out
3: there being fresh
1: that's cool that's really nice too like like that was needed by for a lot of people mm-hmm. like i'm sure you helped a lot of people out that you didn't even realize you did
3: right family family watch now and then a uh, friends watch now and then
1: mhm I know you did uh, live not too long ago, actually, within the last couple months, I think, and uh, I, I got a chance to listen to a little bit of that. That was that was fun.
3: Yeah, you, you might have, like, been listening to that and then preparing for a different episode of yeah, this podcast.
1: That's, yep, that's exactly mm. what I was doing, yep. I remember that.
3: I might remember it was, like, Sam Bondis you were getting ready
1: for. Yeah, yeah, because I, I talked mm. about it in the episode, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was fun, just listening to you as I was getting ready. And f- for my...
3: For like the two comedians I've been uh, watching now or I'm admiring now is uh, John Mulaney and and uh,
1: Mike Birbiglia. Yes, I love both of them. I listen to Mike Birbiglia's podcast all the time.
3: Yeah, and and for like, man, for just like writing out writing out my material, it's just like I have so much material. It's just like I. I got to start making this into a one man show. Like what Mike Birbiglia does. Cause like he, he includes like
1: his specials. Like he includes props. And mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. I, all of the, he, the stuff falling in that one. Yeah. <laughs> the new one. Yep. The new one. And
3: it, He like, he's, he's a theater type of guy. Theatrical. Yep. And like, John Mullaney, he's like, he's just like opening himself up more in each special. Like, he's gone through a divorce and then he he went to drug rehab uh, during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And that that stuff is tough to talk Mm -hmm. about. So, I mean,
3: he he had a star studded intervention. So weird
4: to see
1: him going to rehab
4: for cocaine and shit.
1: Yeah. He just, he doesn't seem like the type. But I mean, sometimes you never know. Like, there's Mm -hmm. people out there that. They need that stuff, and unfortunately, like, they don't share it with other people. They just fall on their... Show business, peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. That show business and peer mm-hmm. pressure, that's hmm. two bad things that can get you. hmm But, dang. Um, so, who has helped you the most in comedy, um, and how have they helped I know you were talking about your roommate. That seems like a, a big help, but is there anybody else, or maybe you want to talk more yeah, about I, your roommate? Yeah, I would
3: say my roommate was a push. Okay. Or like he was stoned. I it was like <laughs> it, it's 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 hardly a a, a a finger point. Like when he's stoned, not push. Yeah, but, <laughs> not yeah. Yep. But but yeah. We've known each other since like the first grade and like, Oh wow, I didn't realize that and, like, have known he guys like known. He he'll probably like drop the truth on me like just like he would do in class to like a few others and like he's he he's he's native too, so Okay. Um, I'm just uh I'm, like um it's it's not just because I'm your native I'm seeking advice from you it's all wisdom but you know we've known each other for so long but he totally gets it.
1: I was going he mm-hmm. he also knows you. Mm-hmm. Like if you guys have known each other for that long like mm-hmm. you guys know each other on a pretty like good basis.
3: Yeah and and I'll I'll bring up like uh, Nate Wagner if 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 by chance he's like listening to this he's probably in either Canada or Alabama that he's being more as an aircraft mechanic, like mm. he might have retired stand up, but I know he helped me on just being more relaxed hmm. and and just uh, keep a microphone at a good distance, yep. so you're not, so it doesn't seem like you have to talk so loudly or yep. or too quietly, <laughs> <laughs> which I. Hope you're all can hear me now. Oh no, yeah. I think yeah, this is this mm-hmm. sounds
1: great on my end, mm-hmm. so I think you're you're doing perfect. And right, you're doing great.
3: I, I think I think Bob Ace Track and Daniel Trallo, they help everybody. Yeah. And I remember that um I, I can't remember what they exactly point out to me now, but they, they always tell me uh, which which material doesn't work or, okay. or, or, or which jokes need to work on. Cause even Danielle has told me, oh, one of her favorite jokes is, uh, like, I want to be in a band called Cheese, but I, I would hate to follow a uh, Fleetwood Mac back in the 70s if we were a band in the 70s called Cheese. Like, who would want to go see that show, Fleetwood
1: Mac and Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot, too. Um, no, and it's, it's good to know the difference between jokes that don't work and jokes that need work Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's a pretty important difference too Mm -hmm. and having Bob and Danny help point that out like also helps me like every now and then like they'll also say that to me they'll be like ah that one doesn't work or maybe hey like here's a little twist you can maybe do or like just say this word instead of that word and it'll hit harder or whatever
3: like uh, I'll even say that the local local ventriloquist like a Jeff Dunham wannabe, <laughs> maybe even a Terry Fader wannabe. A uh, Jeremy Lee Pack. He he's helped me on a on a few shows that I opened up for him. Okay. And actually, it was me and and John Hainsmeyer that opened up for him before.
1: Oh, nice. That's like, cool.
3: Like, I'm not trying to say this in a bad way, but John is a little more hacky. But okay. but you know, I I've tried to help him. I'm sure. Daniel and Bob have tried to help him, but yep. but you know it's like he. I would say re, uh, while recording right now he's just uh, soul search searching instead of performing. which okay. i which, I'm which, um, um, I I say there's no shame in that. No, but, you, you need know. that.
1: Like people need to, to mm-hmm. find themselves and find find what they are passionate about, and mm-hmm. if that means your performance is gonna go down for a little bit, like it's sometimes it's got to, you know.
3: Yeah. Y- even for, like, watching uh Tim Allen, like, being so busy with movies, like, and now going to see him do stand-up without even, like, any expectations of a special of anytime soon. I know he's been soul-searching.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes you just, you go through these moments of your life and you're just, you need to find yourself again. Like, even if you feel like you've found it at one point in your life, like... You can lose it at any time. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot that can that can go on. This world is it's a crazy world, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you just need to get away from performing for a little bit. But but I mean, otherwise, some people go the opposite way and dive deeper into their performance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's all dependent on the person too, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. like it's to each their own.
3: But yeah, John John's told me he's trying to open up more with uh. With his autism, which oh okay, I, I kind of want to do the same, but maybe like like you know, men- mental health in general be be a little more confessional. Which okay, has worked out when I've mentioned uh when I overdosed on Adderall before. So oh okay, dang. Well, that's... well that was that was like when I was five. I mean, oh wow, like they were just like trying it out for me and.
1: Oh, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like, yeah, they were just trying different doses, right, mm-hmm. yeah, 'cause my my brother uh he's got Asperger's, and so like mm-hmm. he's had to go through that where they try different doses, and sometimes you get too much and sometimes you don't get enough, and it's just mm-hmm. trying to find that balance is tough sometimes,
3: yeah, I have f- for my autism, my diagnosis is a pervasive development disorder,
1: okay, which
3: is which is which is basically a
1: mild form of autism, so. okay. Yeah, and then just opening up about that is mm-hmm. is huge too. Like, mm-hmm. it it yeah. I'm sure it helps you, and it helps your performance too. Like,
3: yeah, just yeah, just ADD just kind of like cross paths with that. So
1: oh, so you also have ADD? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. I got it too, real
2: bad.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gavin, is stand up what you thought it would be?
3: I believe during the speech team I had a pretty good idea what it, I I thought it would be like I knew that like not all comedians have to dress nice but I I had to dress nice for the speech team like wearing wearing a suit and tie every Saturday morning and then and yeah and I just knew watching stand up like they they dress up casual being the every person and 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 i I knew that there'd be a time limit but but on the speech team they never gave us like a light of like how much time you have left they, oh. uh, i I think I remember one of the judges did did put out like a a one minute sign up,
1: oh instead of like a light, you just got mm-hmm. a sign that said one minute, yeah, interesting, just like where they have it on a on a popsicle stick oh <laughs> 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 yeah that's that's kind of what I was envisioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and, but yeah, I, I, I guess it, it it never occurred to me that, that uh, five minutes was, like, the standard, but then I noticed that, like, a lot of comedians that come in, they would say, like, three to
1: five minutes would be the standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, you said Mm -hmm. in your speeches, sometimes, like, they didn't even have a time, like, how,
3: Uh, well, well, speech would be would be seven minutes. each. Oh,
1: okay. But you the mm-hmm. the only time you would get is that that popsicle mm-hmm. stick. Okay, I I didn't know that you had the seven minutes. I know you had mentioned that earlier. I just didn't oh, know I, that was like that yeah. all the time.
3: And and I know like the max maximum at least for like sections and state state
1: tournaments of speech would be would be ten minutes. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that, that I mean that's got to be a uh, quite the difference because I know in stand up. Mm-hmm getting five minutes to seven minutes or seven to 10, like that can be a a pretty big difference to some comedians. Like I I, I feel like not, not everybody. Like I could get a ton of jokes since I'm a one liner guy. I could get probably 20 more jokes if I add three, five minutes. But
3: yeah, basically I I saw that like stand-up comedy was more casual than I thought it was going to be.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that makes sense Mm because you're doing the speeches, you're all always dressed up and, Mm -hmm. um, it is cool, though, because, like, in stand-up, you can be super casual, or you can dress really nice. Like, you can kind of go wherever you want with it, which is kind of nice, mm-hmm. the, the, having that flexibility. and
3: Yeah, like, I've, I I kind of thought that if comedians are working people like everybody else, I, I almost thought there was going to be work unions for comedians. Oh, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. Not, not in Minnesota, at least. Yeah, no, maybe yeah. If you went into a, like a bigger city or something, and they had that, maybe I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, it's it's interesting how it's it's very different from what I thought it was going to be. Just the fact like being on stage, like and having the people look at you, and the the lights were way brighter than I ever anticipated. Like when I first started, I was just expecting it to be like seeing people like you and me. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's way different. Like. It's it's really really bright up there sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on the the stage, I guess. But
3: but yeah, the community based approach for like c- comedians of like getting shows together is like I'm I'm always excited for whenever that happens. So yeah. So uh, like I get more excited about that than I expected back in high school. So mm-hmm. and and I knew going going to school learning about social work was gonna was gonna work for me in some way like I I like there's serious business and then there's like the funny business yeah
1: and that's exactly mm-hmm. what comedy is Is mm-hmm. it's the serious and the funny part like you need both and you gotta you know you almost gotta be good at both if you wanna succeed cause I mean you obviously wanna be able to to do shows but if you wanna do shows sometimes you gotta put on a show yourself to, to get the stage time you know right yeah, it's all it's all uh, it's all needed I don't know anybody like i think like almost everybody in our scene is doing a little bit of everything which is great i love seeing that
3: right i'm a, i'm excited for pedro's uh coming up here and then yeah oh, you'll
1: be yeah you'll be yeah. doing that uh, very i'm pretty soon.
3: sure once this is released like it's it's i'm confident it's gonna be a good show
1: yeah yeah because it will already have been in the past at mm-hmm. that point because you're gonna be um I guess I didn't even look at the date. I think yours is gonna be this coming. Thursday. Yeah. Well yep, the Pedro's is this Thursday, so it's actually in two days. Mm-hmm. Um I think your episode is coming out. Vandy, it's coming out on the thirteenth, right? I think so.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, I think two weeks from, two weeks from uh...
4: yesterday. So
1: Oh, two weeks from yesterday, so the twentieth. Right. Yep. Yeah, so your your episode will be out on the twentieth of November.
3: Well, That'll be the day right before my birthday.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. We did really great timing. I didn't know it was going to be your birthday. So, your birthday is the 21st,
3: yeah. And, yeah, and another exciting thing is uh, thanks, thanks, uh, 31.
1: Nice, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, and another exciting thing is Mike
1: Brobiglia's next special is on my birthday. Dang, that (laughs) this is uh, perfect timing to have you on, Mm -hmm. like plus and. uh, not too long ago, there was some big news that happened in your life. What happened not too long ago? I back in September, I did get married. Yep, Gavin is a married man. Yeah. Sorry, everybody Are that was looking to. Everybody that was looking to date him. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. not available. Anybody? And I
3: I knew I wanted to be on this podcast, but I had to be at, more at up to date to you guys as possible. So so maybe after i got married like it'd be a better time to to be on here
1: well especially because like i knew you had a lot going on i didn't want to like throw this at you like when you're getting ready for a wedding and stuff like that because obviously there's a lot of time and energy and Mm -hmm. stuff that goes into that stuff so um i'm glad that we were able to get you on though because i've been wanting to have you on for a while yeah I
3: i mean and even two comedians got involved with the wedding uh Daniel Trollo and John Schenkel were our photographers. That's so cool. They're perfect for that, too. Like, they are <laughs> so good. Yep, we're we're getting most of our pictures back so far. And Daniel even told us that there's, like, more touch-ups she needs to do. But we know we're going to get through pictures because we have, like, like three sets of uh framed collages to
1: put up all over the house nice from the wedding gifts yeah that's so cool Mm -hmm. well congratulations man that's that's awesome (laughs) thank you man (laughs) so happy that you're that you're a married man (laughs) yeah
3: yeah and i'm yeah i mean if if things go go all right with uh woman you're seeing uh like uh, uh i'm looking forward to meeting her if if she ever comes to an open mic or or show or
1: yeah for sure no i uh or yep. i know Van- vandy too i know vandy's seeing somebody i just started seeing somebody and uh yeah if it goes well i definitely want to bring her to comedy i told her about it and she's seems interested whoa. i've told her a couple jokes whoa, whoa, so. Time on, time on, time, on,
4: time on. you're seeing
1: somebody i wanted to <laughs> tell you vandy but uh i haven't had time yeah, 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 because it's real hard to pick on a phone. It's been, a it, it hasn't been super long, so I, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, things are uh, going pretty well right now, so I'm really excited, and uh, yeah, we will, uh, I definitely will invite her to comedy. It might not be like right away, but uh, she's heard some of my jokes, so. I don't know. If she I guess we'll see if she's actually still interested. <laughs> you better make sure
4: she likes you before she sees your comedy.
1: I mean even even Courtney my wife has
3: <laughs> has went to Dublin's with me uh, on on February 13th. Okay. Uh, yeah, night night before uh, uh Valentine's Day. Wow. And I even said this in my vows, like Courtney tells uh, how we met story better than I do. Like, <laughs> if I tell this story, it's it's just
1: going to be like Pulp Fiction. I'm going to jump it everywhere around, it. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll tell it exactly how yeah. it happened in the order it happened. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I I'm the same way. I my mind jumps everywhere. You could see that in my comedy. I jump from one joke, one subject to another subject, and I just go on to the next and I just keep moving on and mm-hmm. that's just the way my brain works so I think you and I like kind of think the same way like that's how I would tell a story too like, mm-hmm. like oh here's the beginning or no I gotta go to the end then I'm gonna go back to the middle then we're gonna go to the end again then oh, we're yeah. gonna go to the beginning <laughs>
3: But so would anyone consider uh, Quentin Tarantino the stupidest director
1: now? oh he is <laughs> I think Quentin Tarantino is now officially the stupidest director at least in our eyes <laughs> Well,
3: he, he's got one more movie to
1: make in his career. That, yeah, that, that the, he said. I mean, well, and that's mm-hmm. crazy because, like, it, it's so like interesting to have somebody like that talented just kind of decide like mm-hmm. this is when I'm going to be done after this many. I think it's is it eleven films. Or I can't remember how many exactly. I lost count. Yeah, because he said like there's a certain number he wants to get to, and then yeah. after that he's going to retire, which is interesting to me. You, I don't know you, that
4: I'm... guy is. I watch a lot of movies, and that guy puts me to shame.
1: Oh, just because of how much he watches? He, like, memorizes shit. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense.
4: He he was on a podcast, and they pulled out, like, a movie from 1982. They just started reading, like, the back of, like, the VHS. Yeah. And he could name the movie.
3: Oh, wow. You remember what podcast that was from?
4: I want to say it was either your mom's house or might have been two
1: bears. Interesting. I didn't know he was. But on it was there. crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I do also like uh, Tom Segura and Bert. Bert's the machine.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bert is Vandy's guy. That's mm-hmm. his favorite guy that's, of all that's time. That's my boy. I, I did like that movie, Machine. Yeah. I, machine. I, I, Vandy, I, I forgot to tell you, I did see it. I liked it a lot too maybe i did tell you maybe i did tell you but i I did watch it it's really good yeah you did some pretty good action at the end yeah oh
3: yeah he he was like he was like her it was like he did that whole fight
4: scene at the end in the casino with a broken arm oh
3: yeah it's like his
1: own way of jackie chan and everything (laughs) Uh, yeah that's funny I didn't know he had a broken arm in that scene, though. That's crazy. And and who like Mark Hamill of all people played his dad? Yeah, that that's such a cool dad to Luke get. Luke Skywalker yeah. himself. <laughs> that would have been funny. They should have put more <laughs> references in as him being Luke Skywalker. That would have been funny.
3: Well, you know, uh, um, uh, what was I was gonna say, um, Marissa Tomei played Pete Davidson's mom on on a. Uh, on a,
1: a king of uh, oh staten island yeah king of staten island mm-hmm. there's the loon clock mm-hmm. um that's cool i yeah i totally mm-hmm. forgot that that's funny that's crazy like who they get to play certain relations with certain people
3: you're just like man really that yeah and damn the pandemic that movie deserved more success yeah it got. yeah that was such a good movie I actually think I stream it everywhere you can. Like you know, it deserves it.
1: Yeah, I think I actually bought it from a Red Box because I liked it.
3: Yeah, I bought I bought it on Blu
1: Ray too. I loved it that much. Yeah, I was just like, dang, I want it. I want this. <laughs> it was like Pete Davidson's manifesto. Yeah, exactly, and he's got an interesting story. He's actually coming to Black Bear. I'm excited for that. I yeah, yeah I'm I'm. I'm wanting to get tickets. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. almost want to take the day off, and maybe we can get a, a group of us there. I think that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they'll let me take it off, because it's going to be pretty popular, but I'll mm-hmm. try. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be there, and obviously, I can come hang out with you guys for at least a little bit.
3: Yeah, last comedian I saw at Black Bear was uh, um, Gabriel the Fluffy and Inglaces. <laughs> yep.
1: Nice. He's <laughs> he's good, mm-hmm. But, uh, so Gavin, what does your writing process look like?
3: I would say I have notebooks for organized for everything. Like, uh, I, I have, I label my notebooks as jokes and probably like in parentheses jokes only or like poetry only poetry in parentheses and yeah like because there are sometimes i have notebooks that uh like in between uh research if if i want to like write out to make a vlog or something and 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 there's also a notebook i write about random stuff like like i have a book idea a movie idea okay interesting Uh, and but i i keep a daily journal i i might have kept like a daily journal since uh 2014 because oh wow I, I i always figure um if i'm gonna write jokes i'm not gonna pressure myself i'm just gonna write about my day and i'm just gonna see if a joke pops up and then i'll probably write in parentheses within my journal a joke and then probably may- maybe even
1: rewrite it verbatim on my on my joke book that's cool that's actually a really good idea i that's a commitment. You've been doing that for a while. That's, that's really e- cool.
3: That's even one of the pieces of advice I gave in my informative speech
1: back in high school. Okay. Interesting. I mean, that's a good piece of advice because I'm sure you have gotten a lot of material from that.
3: I have. Hmm. I mean, there's some jokes that they don't... I, I don't think they have to be truly about your life, but... Yeah. But, you yeah. know, it's like make make it up as much as you want uh be truthful about yourself as much as you
1: want yeah interesting yeah that's i i like that though that especially like because i i want to start writing a little bit more about me i want to get me more on stage because obviously i'm a Mm -hmm. a one-liner guy but a lot of mine i say stuff like i I have like i say my sister i don't have a sister or like i i say stuff that isn't true at least at, at the time that i'm saying it and uh, I want to try to get more of me on stage, so I think that would be, that would help me a lot. So I think I might try that for a little bit, see if that'll help me. It's a good piece of advice. But re- yeah, currently
3: it's novel writing month, and so I'm I'm just like abandoning my personal um, daily journal. Um, oh, so
1: you're doing that for yeah I'm,
3: yeah, I'm just like putting that aside just so I have more writing
1: energy. Yeah, like, well, o-
3: onto my laptop, you know, get get the words down right away. Get get the
1: fifty thousand words by the end of the month. That that's your goal for the month yeah. is fifty thousand words. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's a I,
3: I tried it I tried it last year, was my first time ever trying it, and I might have made it to like thirty two thousand words. Okay. So that's
1: still over halfway still. I was going to say that's still mm-hmm. pretty impressive. That's a lot mm-hmm. of words. So, how many pages was that? 32,000. Might be
3: 120. Uh, wow. I mean, it's double space, so sure That's a Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's really good though. It, it's double space. I mean, I know I've written a book that I haven't published yet. It's a memoir I've written and there's stories of stand-up within my memoir. Hmm. That I think it's like 230 pages. Oh, wow.
1: Dang. That's impressive. Yeah. That's a lot of writing. That's... Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm still in the middle of editing that. Like hmm. I've had like few publishers reject it. So mm. I'm, it's like back to the drawing board of editing, you know, Yeah. I mean, maybe, sure. maybe there's more stuff I can like write more in my, in my uh memoir. I mean, this is my first book. I have to do
1: all I can for it. Yeah, exactly. You got to put in the, as much time as it takes, you know, it, I mean currently my plan is if i if i can write
3: a second book if i can finish a second book maybe i will just risk it
1: and do self publishing yeah yeah it's it's all what you think as long as yeah you, mm-hmm. you feel like good about it and i mean my musical
3: cd Musical comedy CD is one thing for Merge, and then and then having a book out
1: would be another piece of interesting Merge to have. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Like we can talk about mm-hmm. it now, but yeah, like your CD, mm-hmm. I really want to get a copy of that from you too.
3: But for like my songwriting pro- uh, process, I I've been doing this uh, Facebook group that's all songwriters throughout um, Minnesota or even the country have have gone through uh, just like putting up videos of of, like, songs they've recently written within a week because uh, they have, like, a word prompt of, like, trying to write a song within that week to yeah. include that word
1: into it. Huh. That's a fun one. That'd be fun to do for, like, so comedy yeah. too.
3: So, yeah, that that Facebook group has helped me build confidence in a musician and then go to a recording studio in Superior to, to
1: get all the – the 15 tracks down yeah that's really cool i'm really excited like it's we talked about it before we even Mm -hmm. started the podcast tonight like Mm -hmm. i want to buy one of those from you because i think that'd be fun to listen to but and then uh so you were talking about the facebook groups we actually do that with the podcast Mm -hmm. like vandy does it obviously a little bit more than i do but like vandy how many like facebook groups are you in just talking about podcasting and stuff vandy can you hear me how many how many Facebook groups oh, oh I didn't know you lost me sorry I'm gonna give you a call quick um but yeah so uh, yeah we're on a, a ton of different Facebook uh, things Vandy's been doing it for a while and uh, yeah he's he's on a ton of them and he always is talking about who he's talked to what ideas he might get from other podcasts and stuff like that but uh, yeah so Vandy we were just talking about uh, all of the the Facebook, uh things gavin's been been on like to do poetry and music and comedy and stuff like that i was telling him about how you do a lot of that for the podcast yeah how many how many different like facebook groups have you like talked with just to learn a little bit more about podcasting oh dude i think i'm a part of like 23 of them oh that's a lot i didn't realize it was that many
4: yeah well, when we first started out, I used to share it to almost every podcast group I could possibly find just to try to build an audience,
1: yeah, and I think that helped a lot because obviously we have a pretty pretty decent audience that we've had for quite a while now, which is nice.
4: that's I met a lot of the cool people a lot of cool people on there, you know that's where we met the Christian and the atheist podcast that we have on here.
1: yep. Yeah. So like you may, you meet a lot of good connections. You actually like do some collaborations with other people. So I thought that's a, another really great piece of advice. You're actually, I think Gavin, um, you're turning us into the smartest podcast. I think, <laughs> I don't know if you realize that I, you, you kind of joked about it earlier, like before we started the podcast that you're going to throw maybe some, some smart stuff in here and I see what you're doing now. You're going to make this the smartest podcast one of these days.
3: Well, I mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to like heighten your guys' expectations but, <laughs> but but i mean chad's gone on here and he's got a master's in in philosophy so yeah uh, yeah we want yeah, we, but we brought him we brought him down to our level right yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but i mean maybe i'm in the middle uh,
1: of being like a bachelor's degree in psychology okay yeah there you go But, yeah, no, it's really neat. Uh, We obviously, like, are joking. Like, we want to have, Uh like, people that know what they're talking about, especially, like, when we're talking about comedy. Like, I think both you and Chad and everybody that has been on here has definitely given us some really good advice and uh, have definitely made everybody smarter about comedy. Uh I just need to start taking the advice so I become a better comedian. Uh, (laughs) Vandy, that was supposed to... Yeah. yeah, I oh.
3: see that uh, Vandy it's preparing meeting on yeah, the tablet I, here.
1: I think we, we're we probably going through another uh, issue with connectivity. Oh, there's Vandy again. Sorry, Vandy, we must have lost you again. You I there. lost you on lost Zoom. You. Lost us on Zoom? Sorry. I'm going to close you. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we're, we at least can still hear you, so we we just won't be right. able to see him on Zoom. I, mm-hmm. I turned mine off so you can... Just leave that for now. I mean, at least I can hear them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, well, this is the stupidest podcast. Sometimes our equipment is stupid too. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, obviously, you were talking a little bit about your your writing process. Um, is your writing process for music the same or different um, than comedy?
3: There's jokes that come first and then and then maybe there are some jokes that maybe they didn't sound that good on stage maybe i'll maybe they'll sound better into
1: a song okay interesting i like that that's that's a a fun way of looking at it because you're like okay well it doesn't work this isn't maybe the right medium Mm -hmm. for it so you're like i'm gonna try it here and has that worked like quite a bit then for you like having like just switching the medium
3: yeah okay I, i think so nice like, what's what's the funniest song I've written it would probably be uh, Long Gnomes.
1: Oh, I think I know mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Yeah, I'd like that one. I it, mean,
3: if you listen into the CD, it's going to sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. That, <laughs> that was just my producer's idea. That's awesome. Like
1: how long, long Gnomes could sound like. Nice. That's <laughs> hilarious. Now I'm <laughs> even more excited for the CD. Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, then... Then also, that's on ukulele I usually play on. Oh, okay. Nice. So, I got to start playing it more live just so, like, you know, if if you like a live version, my own voice, naturally.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, do you feel, like, at home being in the music room right now? Like, you're here in the music room. Like, do you know how to play some of these instruments that you see? Uh,
3: Yep. Guitar... A couple of guitars in here, and I've I've warmed up to the bass. Like okay, they, nice. They while recording the album, they Peter even let me uh slap on the bass. Oh, that's cool. Nice on a on a couple of songs. So it it, it was just nice how like it's just one instrument at a time to add into a song. Yeah.
1: Well, that's cool.
3: And 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 during the year of twenty twenty two, I I did take piano lessons. Oh, nice! And and I I even remember my sister taking like most of our high school was piano lessons, and my my dad told me, "Why don't you take piano lessons with her?" And it's just like uh, I'm just more of a closeted musician. I'm 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 okay in my room with my guitar.
1: I gotcha, yeah. So it was more like a you mm-hmm. thing, you didn't want to mm-hmm. share it yet. You wanted to learn it before Right. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah.
3: So yeah, learning guitar first it was it was self taught throughout high school. Nice. That's and Ooh. and I didn't get more, more motivation to play my guitar till uh somebody else on the speech team wanted to do jam sessions with me.
1: Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and that like your roommate helped you with comedy. It's it's nice mm-hmm. having that person to help you motivate and like do it with you because like mm-hmm. I feel like that's actually part of the reason why I disc golf so much is just because Josh and I like have each other to work off of, and I think that's a part of why I got into it and got so deep into it. You know. Yep, Mountain Iron, Minnesota's got a secret garden of artists. <laughs> nice, <sighs> that's cool. Are you are you a part of that too? I assume. Well, or are you not supposed to say?
3: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I am an artist, I, I and mean, I just wouldn't speak for anyone else. I, mean, I gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Steve Sokola, uh, I believe he's gone to uh, Evlif Gilbert, and, and he's a comedic uh, singer-songwriter from the Iron Range. Okay. Uh, that he, He's known for being a one-man band with his main instrument is um, an accordion, and then his legs are playing the drums and, and a cymbal right nearby. Dang. And, and
1: probably a xylophone too. That's so much going on. I could never do. I can't even play one instrument, yet alone a hundred <laughs> or twelve. I would like I to hear him on a podcast someday. Like he, yeah. he'd
3: probably go all over the place.
1: Oh, I that'd be fun. Yeah, maybe we can talk to him and maybe get him on this podcast. Mandy, what do you think about getting a one man band on here?
4: You I think that'd be sweet. I'd love to get some more uh, musicians. Uh, <laughs>
1: Magician. I take a magician. I will take a magician too. That'd be cool too. I want to see a magician, like a musician that does musician. magic. Yeah, that does mm-hmm. magic tricks. Uh,
3: I, I, I'm. I'm sure he's uh, attempted magic tricks. He he does stunts too. Like oh. there might have been YouTube videos that he's been on a, a a tantum bike and a unicycle. Oh dang! And I even helped him like with one other guy that he uh, tries to. Uh, put on a shirt, put on a shirt, or even take off a shirt, uh, w- while doing a backflip, <laughs> inside
1: of his own house. <laughs> Jeez, that's <laughs> craziness. I, I would be, I, I'd, I'd watch that video for sure, though. Man, might,
3: <laughs> might as well say
1: Steve Sokolo, welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, we might have to uh, be in contact with this guy so we can maybe get him on. It'd be fun to have you and him on, like maybe we could do a, a special episode with you guys.
3: Yeah, fun. maybe. I mean, uh I might have heard you say before that you you want to like start over the local comedians with uh, Cindy Stevens. Yeah, like, yeah, get, I w- get updates on her.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to do that and uh obviously once we get through everybody I want to start getting repeats and maybe getting multiple people on at the same time like almost what they what they do on the the mm-hmm. Twin Ports Comedy um podcast.
3: Right, right. Those guys seem to be doing well i mean yeah. I, as long as patrick's uh getting over a sickness and yeah
1: Yep. yeah hopefully he's, he's feeling better soon and like he, he all he said was soup in bed he did mm-hmm. it for me <laughs> okay mm-hmm. dang but yeah so uh that's cool like that was just, i that would be really interesting to, to get to get him on there and have you and him because i want to like see how you guys like know each other and get to know that relationship too that'd be kind of fun yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gavin, do you ever practice your jokes alone
4: or with friends, family, anybody?
3: Well, it does bring me back to uh, the speech team. That maybe if it's more for a uh, storytelling material, I I I talk in front of a wall, uh, to to tell my jokes before again on stage. Because there's, like, a saying on the speech team, like, you're only crazy if the wall talks to you back. (laughs) And, like, there's that cliche of talking to the mirror, but it's just, like, you know what? uh, Let's not even, like, worry about your appearance, like, let's let's avoid talking to the mirror. Okay. It's
1: It's interesting, yeah. mm -hmm. I actually, I feel like I, like, when I practice, I practice more into walls than I do mirrors, too.
3: But... I have run through jokes uh with my roommate back in t- 2014 that mm-hmm. gave me that push that like finger poke yep when he's high. <laughs> and, and then uh and with my with my wife currently I do run by jokes by her. Okay, there you go. So like she she's told me like yeah, you got to say that one liner. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you you should talk about this but uh you don't have to mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. She just. Like... All, although I did, I did write a poem about her that, like, breaking down her name was kind of part of it. Okay. I, I mean, Patrick called it a song, but you know, it's just like you know, rhythmic, rhythm, rhythmically, it. Yeah, it does sound like a song.
1: It but, sounds like a song, but it's it's a but it's yeah. poetic, right? But, but
3: yeah, I'm I just like getting that idea from um. Uh, Mike Myers movie, uh, So I Married an Ex-Murderer.
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Because he played a poet. Yep. Like, Harriet, Harriet. <laughs> and and mine began with Courtney, court the knee, heads, shoulders, toes, needing the company. Precious, cutie, sweet as any tangerine. <gasps> <laughs> I love that. But... But yeah, it's just uh so to break it down like if it's long form material, storytelling material, uh, usually I do tell them to myself for practice and when it when it comes to one liners, I, I I do run it by to somebody close to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it there there are sometimes I even like told a friendly stranger uh jokes <laughs> when it comes to one liners like I, I'd be I'd be at a bar with a notebook and one and it was just like, oh what the hell?
1: Yeah, I yeah, might as well test it out, see mm-hmm. if they like it. Yeah, especially if they're friendly, like mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, I mean, that it's not like they're gonna be unfriendly, hopefully. They don't just right. you're trying to make me happy. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you all mad. <laughs> well, you I I've told sometimes it, it's the highlight of their day. Yeah, I. That's exactly true. Like especially like if I were just sitting at a bar and I'm like having a, like just by myself and I'm having a bad day or whatever, dude. If somebody like just came up and yeah, even if it wasn't a joke, if they were just trying to make me happy, I don't know. That just make my day. Like you're just like oh you're yeah, just taking even some time to yeah cheer me up. Even
3: Hans Meyer like reason why he quits comedy now and then is just, like, he, he doesn't get enough people laughing or, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't get his own parents laughing, but it's just... But, you know, sometimes it just takes that one person to laugh to to, to be totally satisfied. Yeah, to make know? it worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just sometimes jokes through casual conversation just happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I really obviously enjoy telling jokes on stage and I, I practice my jokes in front of people. But like, even if you're just telling a joke to one coworker and even if you, it's not a huge laugh, if you just get a little mm-hmm. giggle because, you know, they're having a bad day, like it makes me feel good just knowing that I, I can help a little, even if it's just a little. So, so I, I really I like that answer a lot. Uh, I guess that actually leads into my next question. Would you consider yourself a funny person off stage? I like to think so. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're a funny person off stage. I mean, there there's like
3: instances that I'm just like the, I'm um, I'm just like the straight man into like into some situations, but then I'm I'm also, but then there. There, sometimes I'm just the butt of the joke.
1: <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I, I just like that you have like a, a goofy personality too, mm-hmm. and you can, you, you are able to express your goofiness. Like I love when people can express their goofiness because, and,
3: and I'm just looking at my like serious face, uh, that I'm, I'm wondering how, how that far is gonna travel as a meme because it <laughs> put me on a microphone <laughs> with, with Hunter. Trust Scott l- licking, looking like he's licking me, <laughs> and then like put like multiple faces of me on top of Vikings cheerleaders.
1: That yeah. you're in the middle. Yep, yep. <laughs> I got the four cheerleaders, two on either side, and then you're on you're on the face of all of them. I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are four times. Four times hot. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin is hotter than any girl four times over.
3: <laughs> I think even. Casey, quote unquote, buttermilk it might even have a crush on me. But
1: oh, in those <laughs> but, in those pictures, in that picture,
3: or just doing comedy in general. Yeah. Like he's been. <laughs> uh, I I support him. He's he he he's getting a, he's getting a fresh start.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta admire. Like a lot of the people in our scene are are doing their best, and it's it's very awesome to see the progression that people have. It's it's awesome. I really enjoy seeing even people that like are already good, just seeing them have even better sets sometimes is just makes me feel so much, so happy inside for everybody. But yeah. And,
3: and anytime I mention my family on stage, uh, I, I also like feel like they've
1: raised me to be this funny. Okay. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a compliment for them too. Like that's, that's cool to have a, a funny family that like also embraces your, your comedy. -hmm. Are they? They seem very supportive. Are they supportive of it?
3: Yeah, and even my mom said that she wants to come to the Caddyshack open mic where I'm, where it's also on my birthday. So,
1: oh, that's yeah, that's gonna be perfect. So yeah,
3: I I didn't even tell them yet that that I'm I want to make it into a roast to me or just like give (laughs) comedians the option to roast me. Yeah, Uh, but uh,
1: I'll see if they let me bring in cake too. Yeah, that uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good uh, good question to ask them next week for sure. Vandy, we might not be able to do a podcast on uh, the twenty first of November. Are you cool with that? Uh,
4: let me see. That next week? No. Two no, weeks it'd be
1: it'd be two weeks from now because I think I want to go uh, and hang out with Gavin on his birthday. If if you're cool with that, Gavin. Are you no. Cool with me being there. No, more more the merrier. Sweet. No, that'd, that'd be a lot of fun. I I want to see that, and I want to do a, a few roasts for you. If 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 you're opening it up for everybody, I want to I want to do a few for you. Now even more the scarier. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, it's gonna be fun though. I yeah. think it's it's mm-hmm. it's all in good fun. It's mm-hmm. all it's all for love. So it'll be fun. But yeah, they
3: just gotta look at my serious face meme for inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> That is a pretty good meme. Probably phase. probably even listen to my musical album,
4: Zing. Yeah, there you go. But... What is one of the hardest times you've ever laughed, Gavin?
2: Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> this question seems to be it was designed for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, it kind of was um this this actually uh, this question isn't necessarily uh an original question for from us. Um, I actually use this question. It's actually uh, Pete Holmes uses this on his podcast oh. quite a bit. Um, it's one of his questions that he usually asks at the end of his podcast. I got to listen to him more. Yeah, he's amazing. He just had a new special on Netflix too. Yeah, I just watched that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so good. I, I actually didn't see all of it yet. I, I still need to finish it. Actually, I need to I need to watch the beginning, which is weird. I like started when Josh was watching it upstairs. Um, but yeah, and this question is from his podcast. He asked quite a few people. Um, so it doesn't have to be like the number one. It's just mm-hmm. a funny time or mm-hmm. one of the biggest that you've laughed.
3: I mean, I might have had a like a big laugh attack when watching the best of Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yep. I mean, it wasn't just like a, for a particular sketch, but it was like a mantra of whenever he falls in a
1: sketch, <laughs> of, like I guess couldn't stop. Yeah. Oh, uh, his. Oh, I've I I have that DVD. I- and I have watched it quite a few times. It is hilarious.
3: And and, pro- and probably like a worst laugh attack I've had was... Uh, me and my best friend got into this movie, uh, The First Bad Boys, with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, mm-hmm. that like there was like a single line I couldn't get out of my head that uh, uh, my dad and I walked into a grocery store one day... Uh, and then, like, I I tried my best not to uh, laugh. I kept holding in my laugh, <laughs> like I was holding in a crap, and <laughs> and and it's like, what's so funny? Like we're, we're we're just picking up some ham, and <laughs> and, I, and I just told him, it's just a movie I'm thinking about. We were wondering if we could borrow some brown sugar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like
3: Martin Lawrence trying to do a a white person voice, (laughs) a rich white person voice.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I just. I do like the fact that you thought this that this question was written for you cuz I mm-hmm. love your laugh Gavin. You have one of the the best laughs in the world. I love it so much. It,
3: it gets mentioned on the podcast at times too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, we've mentioned you on this podcast multiple times and obviously like the laugh is part of it, but um yeah, you you uh I love your laugh. Sometimes I I write jokes cuz I think you might like it mm-hmm. just cuz I really want to hear your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and you know,
3: even Cindy Stevens has got a pretty like, uh, like
1: honk of a laugh. Yeah, yeah, she's got a very unique laugh. She's she actually has it. She laughs on her episode of the podcast. Quite but a yeah, it's but funny. But
3: the but the thing is, Dude, they didn't even tell me
1: about
4: the laugh when she was on our podcast. Yep.
3: Yeah. But yeah, the 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 thing is, I think she's trying to restrain it more during oh, really? during at least the professional shows at at mm, Dublin's.
1: I got. Gotcha. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just those ones. I, I, cause I love her laugh too. I, mm-hmm. I try to make her laugh when she's around too, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's just fun. Especially like when you know there's somebody with a unique laugh in the crowd, cause then you obviously know what they like and what they don't like, and it's just so fun to like try to try to tickle that laugh out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really appreciate when you laugh, like especially like. Because there's some jokes where, like, I feel like I don't get very many laughs on, but then every now and then I'll, uh, it'll get you, and I'm just like, that's good enough. Like I said, like, sometimes <laughs> you just got to get, sometimes you just got to get one person to laugh, and that's all that matters.
3: Well, yeah, and sp- sp- I'm always going to be, like, a psychology student, and just, like, laughing just releases that o- dopamine in your brain, from your brain.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. you need that. Like, mm-hmm. especially, like, why Why would anyone want to try to hold that back? Especially, mm-hmm. like, at a comedy show. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's there, they're wanting to laugh. But, like, or you, at least that's the, the hope and the expectation. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Sometimes people do try to hold back. They want to, like, be known as a, a tough laugher. And you're just like, why? You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, even, I'm
3: even thinking about, like, doing, like, a one-man show of just like how I'm always gonna be a
1: psychology student like no matter what degree I'm holding yeah well I mean mm-hmm. that's just your mindset like especially mm-hmm. if you've been studying it for that long like it's it's just the way that your mind works and you like want to know more about it like I'm gonna make i gonna make psychology funny I, there's just gotta be some code breaking there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta crack that code mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be funny I like that well, uh, Gavin, I think that's actually uh, the, the first half of the questions that we have for you. We have uh, 10 questions for you. Um, so now this is the time that uh, if you have any questions for us, if you want to ask us anything, um, now is your time. All right. My first question is, if you were
3: a game show host, whether it's a game show you make up
1: or that one that already exists, what game show would that be? Oh man, Vandy, do you have an answer for this? I might need a sec. Um, I,
4: think I, uh,
1: I actually, if if you need a right. second, I I think I have one. So I actually I would want to create my own, and I I had an idea about this one time because when I um was I was writing jokes one day, obviously I'd do that quite a bit. Um, I was trying to come up with a game show, and I think I have one. I want to call it. Roddy's sexy, shitty game show. And all I tell are all the questions are either about sex or poop. And so it's the sexy, shitty game show. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a, not very clever, but I just thought it was an interesting concept where you're just like, there's only two topics. You either talk about sex or going to the bathroom. I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know why, but that's what I would want to do. Roddy's sexy shitty game show. <laughs> That'd be a game show I'd they'd probably back... stream. Yeah, for sure. You'd have to you have to pay for that one. Van- <laughs> Vandy was gonna say something.
4: I I'd, I'd want to bring back two two games.
1: Uh, the Gong Show. Okay, interesting. Yep.
4: And then uh, it's I think it's called the Match Game. Okay. So there's like I think there was eight celebrities up on the thing and then there's two players and then you had to match they, they'd ask a question and you'd come up with an answer to fill in the blank and you'd have to match
1: see who can match the most with the eight celebrities okay and then you get points based off how many matches you got Yep. okay
3: yep i mean i i do have an answer for the, my, my oh yeah question, what's yeah so. what's
1: what's what's your answer
3: I do want to bring back. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Oh, just because of Jeff Foxworthy? I was
1: just gonna say that.
3: And also for the issue of a AI taking over Hollywood, because uh, maybe it's just it's time to like check that us human brains, human beings do have a brain.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, test it out. See mm-hmm. if people remember and, some of those. Kind I of mean,
3: there's there's only two people that ever won like the very top prize of are you smarter than a fifth grader so
1: only two people
3: yeah and for like the three four seasons they had wow yeah. i thought there would have been more
1: for sure no, it's, it,
3: the 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 like ho- whatever question is higher than the fifth
1: grade it it's tougher than people make out to be so dang interesting do you think like i, I obviously it seems like you've watched it do you think you i've, I've been done well I, yeah i've been watching it recently but yeah do you think you would have done well if you were on the show? I uh, I would think I would
3: use my cheats early. Oh, I got gotcha. you. But you know, because like you have your uh, you have your copy and your peek at, at a fifth grader's answer, and then and then there's the save in case you get an answer wrong. And, okay. But then they
1: have the answer that's right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but I I think you'd be you'd be pretty good host on that one. I would like to see you host that one.
3: But yeah, I, I remember it was like. Maybe, whatever that wrestler's name, Sean,
1: uh, brought it back. I forgot mm. his last name, but... Sean Wrestler. Sean Michaels? No, that's... Uh, a Oh. Sean. Uh,
3: well, um, I'm not, I'm not going to throw out
1: names that you, okay. you,
3: anyone can you look <laughs> up, up later. <laughs> right, guys, yeah,
1: let's look it up. This is the <laughs> stupidest podcast. We can mm-hmm. say Sean Alexander. He's mm-hmm. a running back that used to play in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, look it up if you're interested in this. Uh, um, Are you smarter than a stupidest podcast? <laughs> 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 so, what uh, do you have any other questions? Or, Vandy, did you uh, have more for your answer? I'm okay, I'm good. Okay. Uh,
3: maybe one more question that is, uh, maybe it doesn't have to do with uh, Vandy, but... Unless it could be like if 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 there's by chance you've been in person or just by the looks of the screen, but um for for the times they had to do the podcast other than we're at now is where is the most interesting place you've done a podcast?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Vandy, I think uh, oh. you have a pretty good answer for this one. I do. Yeah, it was somebody that you know more than I do. East? You you go there every day.
4: Work? Yeah. Work was pretty interesting. That that one was pretty interesting, especially with what happened during while we were there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that there's a lot that happened that day. So, I'll let Vandy tell this story and then um I'll I'll add another answer to it. But Vandy, you got you got a good story on this one.
4: Well, we did it, we had a podcast with my boss, I do landscaping, and so we did the podcast at my shop, and we did it up in the office, so there's like an upstairs to our shop, and all the offices are up there, so we did the podcast up there, and while we were doing it, we did it, what time do you think we started, Roddy, about 8 o'clock?
1: Yeah, about 8,
4: yeah. Yeah, and while we were doing the podcast, all of a sudden, we hear people downstairs Making a bunch of noise and all that. And we get done with the podcast and we find out somebody's been outside breaking into our trucks and cutting off the Cadillac converters and stuff like that and trying to break into the shop while we were doing the podcast.
1: Yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah, it was that was not a a fun situation. Uh, it was a fun doing the podcast, and like the the podcast is a good podcast. You can go watch it. Uh, we talk a lot about like owning a business in that one. That was like the the topic for that hour, uh, or for that that uh, episode, I should say. Uh, so we got to know his boss for the first hour, and then we got to know how he runs a business and what it takes to run a business and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really good episode. But yeah, just knowing that that all happened in the background while we were doing this episode was. Man, nuts. man, it's like you
3: could tell them. Is this, uh, if you ever catch them, he get a job. It's just like, we need these
4: tools for, yeah, we need these. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, we could have gave him a job. We probably, we probably needed people at the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're, we're trying to like create our own business, but we need to use your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, uh, after that podcast, too, like, after like, you guys were trying to figure all that stuff out. I remember uh, watching the TV, and that was the night that I found out that uh, Norm Macdonald had passed away. Oh man, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was that same night too. I have a poem in memory of him, but I I can't tell by memory. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll obviously have you on again if you want to do it on the the next episode you the, you're on. You can definitely do that, but but you know, yeah, well, it, no pressure.
3: And- it's probably it's probably best on print too oh like, that make it profitable yeah.
1: somehow yeah there you go yeah that way you can yeah do what you want with it so. I
3: mean I mean recently uh for
1: yeah
3: just say I couldn't wait to like put it out there and that I had some friends memorabilia a little bit that i I did write a poem in memory of matthew Perry so oh okay
1: yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's another one.
3: That's R.I.P. I was, I was torn up. I was torn up a bit, but yeah. I mean, I mean, Pete Hannegraff. Uh, like he could have made his j- joke darker, but then yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But you know, but um, I'm, I'm not gonna hold it against him. It's just that's just the way he does it.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes the, the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. can be tough especially like shortly after something like that happened but i i, I mm-hmm. guess i haven't heard his joke about it yet i haven't been to the, the, the last week of stand-up so well there's a
3: darker version on uh on uh twin twin ports comedy podcast but uh but when we, when we were at the jade fountain uh he shortened it and, okay and, and, it, and it wasn't straight to the point it was just like uh uh did a poor job than matthew perry's rubber duck oh (laughs) (laughs) he could have he so so he could have made it he could have made it sound worse yeah for
1: sure yeah again that's pete hanagraff's joke he's been Mm. on the podcast so uh look him up if you want to see more about him but um
3: but yeah that's uh anthony jenkins wannabe
1: (laughs) (laughs) anthony yeah yeah that's funny um Anthony Jesselnick, right? Jesselnick, yeah, okay. yeah. I was, I I was like, it. I got his I was name like, wrong. I was like, just thinking in my head, I was like, wait, I think it's a little bit different. I, I got his name wrong. Yeah, um, no, that's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, shoot, I was gonna ask you something that totally threw me off. I can't remember what I was gonna ask now. True. Um but yeah. So, so your question again was um, the the interesting places we've done the yeah, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we do it in the music room. I do it in the music room uh, quite a bit. Uh, We've gone to other people's houses. Like I went to Chad Gallo's house Mm -hmm. before. Um, We did it at Vandy's um, boss's place. We've done it in Vandy's basement. Um, One fun one was actually at my dad's house. I thought that was a ton of fun. Like we just did it in his office. And it was just really fun doing the Father's Day episode in there. Oh, yeah. Um, I also did one in my parents, uh, my mom and stepdad's living room. Actually, I did two of them in there because I did the Mother's Day one with my mom and then the the Father's Day one with my stepdad as well. That was a fun place um, because obviously I'm just getting to know my family a little bit better, which is kind of cool. And then just having it on the record. So if you ever need to just go back and listen, you can. Um, So those were fun places. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It
4: Ricky's. Where? It Ricky's house. Oh, dinner.
1: Ricky. Yes, Ricky. Oh, that was the best. Ricky made us food and like he made uh oh and got he got us everything. It was so nice. Thank you so much again, Ricky. That was so fun. We got to have him on again, too. That was that was a really, really? fun episode. We talked about gun safety with Ricky. And he listens to every episode. He's he's diehard. I love you, Ricky. I know you're listening to this one. Um, does <laughs> he got like a target practice field? He, so he like, he used to own, did, did he own just, it was just, uh, bows for a while. And then he has you also, own the uh, shop. yes, yep. So yeah, he's, he's done that. And then he like also like teaches gun safety and all that stuff. So he's very knowledgeable in the, the subject. So, and he's a really good bowler. Um, we talked about, uh, a lot of fun stories that we've had with him. He he wouldn't drive me to, um, what was it called again?
4: Cold Springs.
1: Cold Springs. He wouldn't drive me to Cold Springs because we were up in Alexandria um, doing a bowling tournament. And then uh, we d- went on the dance floor for a little bit and there was a bachelorette party there and I, I was like the only guy dancing with them for a little bit because I was the only guy on the dance floor before they came and then they just started dancing with me I'm like okay sweet this is fun but nobody else would come out in the dance floor so I'm trying to get all the guys out on the dance floor but nobody would go <laughs> and then finally I had a couple people on the dance floor uh, but then afterwards they had to leave after a little bit and they're like you should come on the bus with us uh, we only live like three hours away so I went up to my buddy Ricky I'm like Ricky can you can you yeah, yeah can, can yeah can, can you follow this bus so you, so you can drive me back <laughs> and he wouldn't he, yeah, he, <laughs> he wouldn't drive me back so but he said that it was he was doing me a favor so thank you Ricky I appreciate it uh, so yeah that was a fun that was a fun one um and we've done a lot of different fun ones
4: we did Kevin's he brought, he brought us a uh, snake jerky. Oh,
1: yes, the snake jerky at Kevin's. We uh, were at uh, Kevin's mom's house and uh, his mom and dad's house. And we were down in the basement. That was a ton of fun. Um were they scrumptious? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh that was yeah, very good. Um what else have we is, done? It, h- how is it made is it just like a whole snake? I don't know how it's made. Um, to be honest with you, I I don't even know how he got it it. it. it looked like
4: it looked like normal jerky, just a little bit whiter.
1: Yeah.
3: Would they make snake jerky if they're still digesting a whole rat? Uh-huh. <laughs> then you're re- eating like rat and snake jerky.
4: <laughs>
2: I, don't know. The, I liked it. The image, I'm, well,
3: the image I'm thinking about is uh, Sandy Cheeks. A snake on a uh, spongebob SquarePants. oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny um no i i don't yeah i remember it being good i just i don't remember exactly the the story behind it kevin will have to to tell us again but i know kevin listens to this podcast like almost every episode if not every episode too so um kevin if you hear this reach out to me so i can know which one uh or how you got that um Man, what what else? We've done so many, and then we've also done uh, just really fun ones like uh with other podcasts. So we've done the Christian and the atheist, we've done um the uh what am I oh the Bewitch banter. We've done a couple of them with both of them actually. And it's just fun doing podcasts with other people. We've done one with um the orange hat guy on TikTok. That was fun. Um Just and... talked
4: to him yesterday.
1: Oh, nice, that's cool. Only, uh, only if you guys could collaborate with Kill Tony, oh, that'd be fun. That'd be really cool. Kill Tony, or I would love to do it with Pete Holmes or Mike Rabiglia or Joe Rogan. Obviously, like that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be the goal one day to, to get there.
3: Yeah, p- Mike Ribiglia is just so wholesome in his oh, podcast. He, like he, he is. Like he he's like working out his jokes, which is literally called working it out. And yeah. Like, meanwhile, like bring 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 a close friend that's a celebrity up. Yeah. Not just a comedian, but like comedic actors, yeah. actresses. Yeah, yeah.
1: He'll bring like musicians mm-hmm. on. His. Yeah, like he'll bring everybody on. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a really cool guy. He'll bring, um, Ira, uh, Ira Glass. Mm-hmm. That that's a good one. Uh, he he always keeps it to an hour, it so it's kind of like a, a a short form of what Joe Rogan does. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if we're missing a an episode, I do apologize for anybody that might have been in that episode. <laughs> right? I'm trying to get everybody, but yeah, it was... We've done a lot of fun episodes. Cool, a, cool. Lot of, a lot of fun places oh. and stuff, so... we well, sweet. Did you have any other questions for us? Anything that might have popped up while you were...
3: Any... Any, um... Music, singer, songwriter, or or, or bands you listen to currently?
1: Oh, man. Um... I love all kinds of kinds of music. Um, so I listen to a lot of different things. So I'll listen to like, I don't know, eighties hair metal, uh, eighties hair bands is what I was trying to say. Um, I love smash mouth. Smash mouth is one of my favorites. Um, I love good Charlotte. Um, I like Billie Eilish, Eminem, uh, all of the bands you see here, like the Beatles. I love, um, Daft Punk, uh, Lots of different things. I'll listen to a little bit of everything. So, same way with me. <laughs> I, I have a, a wide range. So, how about you, Vandy?
4: Oh, dude, I love you. You see my range of music.
1: Oh yeah, you my like point. you'll listen to classical music and then you'll listen to like heavy metal.
4: <laughs> my music bounces all over, but right now I'm I'm really into Foy Vance. Um. I think he's great. Um, Marcus King is big for me right now. Teddy Swims is big. Um, who else? Who um, uh, is Dermot Kennedy.
2: Hmm. I
4: like I like finding guys that are kind of unknown.
3: Oh, true of that. I mean, oh. that, that's what I do. Like going out, going out for local music. Like uh-huh. I, 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 volunteered almost every year since uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, the Homegrown Music Festival that goes on in Duluth every first first weekend of May. That's really cool. Like all the first week of May, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I know you did that this last year, but that's just I didn't realize you had been doing it too since 2017 that's well that's awesome
3: well I I only got to perform for that music festival uh, once so far that was back in 2022 20, yeah okay mm-hmm.
1: So really like, so yeah
3: I, I skipped a year but yeah I'm just waiting for like uh when they're when they're accepting submissions again and then I'll just tell them yeah this time I got an album out so I I got some credibility
1: yeah no I That'd be perfect. I think that's all they would Mm -hmm. be looking for too. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, sweet. Well, if you don't have anything else, uh, do you want to get into the the second half or do you have anything else? Second half. Let's get in the second half. Okay. Um, so my first question of the second half is, uh, do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that you feel might help with comedy?
3: Well, since this is my second attempt in writing a novel for, uh, NaNoWriMo, which is uh National Novel Writing Month, I'm hoping to do a vlog again. That because the first time I done it was like a twenty minute vlog. I put it on on YouTube. It's I I try to make it funny at, at least with like sound effects because I kind of did it of how I. David Spade did vlogs of just uh anything that comes to mind to him, like current events or just reviews he wanted to do and and he keeps his phone to his side for like sound effects and then and that's fine. That's just the same way I'm doing it doing it, and just that's just like a a, a new format to tackle other than stand up and music. Yeah. But yeah. And and for like any hobby, I have so many hobbies that even like one of my songs says "Hobby lobbyists. <laughs> okay, like uh, like just showcasing as many hobbies as I could in one song. And yeah, it's like I do so much of that, and then punchline, so much of this punchline. But yeah, I've I've written jokes of uh, that I was on my bicycle the other day, and then this. Uh, and I was eating a banana in the park, and then and then this guy walked up to me and it was just like, uh, do you have any pineapple? Uh, and I'll give you 20 bucks if, if you got any pineapple. And I was like, no, I don't have any pineapple. <laughs> then when he just walked away, it's was just like, damn, I wish I had more pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Be the easiest 20 bucks I ever made. Uh, you just got to start walking around mm. with pineapples, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's usually if i try a new hobby i i it's usually how i come up with jokes like just like if when i go to an open mic i haven't been to a while i i usually begin a set with new material of something i recently done and
1: yeah and see see if this works yeah for sure and i'm i i'm very jealous of that i need to start doing a little bit more of that but i i i actually love comedians that are able to bring themselves mm-hmm. on stage so that's why I, I, I admire that
3: rock rock climbing I've done before because recently I was just talking to my cousin that was a groomsman at my wedding that he was in the rock climbing. And so, so was my other groomsman. That was my roommate, the same roommate I had back in 2014. Oh, nice. that they done rock climbing. And then, and then, uh, I was kind of thinking, uh, one day I'm going to visit, uh, somebody that's on the, Breakthrough rehab and is this like uh you know what we need to do something new for you is rock climbing is this like uh is, is this like a exercise temptation a relapse I'm supposed to climb these rocks to receive this prize without smoking in it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh,
1: yeah that that's just that,
3: that's just coming off off the fly on that one. But, oh, dang that that
1: was good <laughs> like
3: off the fly that was yeah uh, I. I talked about fishing on stage before because I've gone fishing at, at least once every summer and and winter for ice fishing.
1: Okay, nice. Uh, I'm I I would say I get a good whole five minutes about fishing. Okay, dang, that's cool. Yeah, I don't have five minutes on fishing. I I, lo- I used to love fishing as a kid, but I don't think I could do five minutes on it.
3: <laughs> I mean, a fishing tackle puns is a is a good is a good way to start. So oh
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of puns that you could use in in using for fishing.
3: I mean, my my brother may my brother might shake his head, being more of the uh, fishing guide than I could ever be. But, no, but it's just like uh, he. I mean, he appreciates that I mentioned him being a fisherman on stage, but he he told me he you left out the part that the women at the other boat were flashing us. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, uh, I'll I'll remember that next
2: time, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So he wants you to tell the whole story, not just yeah, the that. whole story. <laughs> but That's yeah, and
3: it may be an account of my ADD that I have so many hobbies. Well, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. You want to do one thing, and then you're mm-hmm. once you like feel like you've gotten good enough, you're like, okay, well, I, since I can do this, I want to do that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that.
3: Like, it's like nobody can tell what I'm most passionate about, but it's just like it. It, it all boils down to comedy is my passion. Yeah, like. All forms of it, I have respect of all forms, and I just dabble in between the forms. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's really cool, because then you can also like bring mm-hmm. those into comedy. That's the, yep. the cool thing about comedy, is you can mm-hmm. literally bring everything into it. Yep, and
3: and there might have been a few jokes that Cory and I have gone out bowling, uh, that we were just in a bowling league this past summer, so... It's just like maybe there might have been a few punts so far, but yeah, but we had a good bowling night of of a bunch of us comedians that one Monday, and then it was just what after three weeks, it just kind of died down.
1: Yeah, we had like three or four weeks that everybody went, and then I missed that one week because my car broke right, and I Mm -hmm. felt really bad about that. I really wanted to be there, but uh, yeah, and then I after we were doing that for a few weeks, then I that's when I got the job back at the casino, so I I had to work Monday nights, unfortunately, and I still do. But so.
3: Vandy does more bowling.
1: Oh yes, Vandy bowls quite a bit. How much do you bowl, Vandy? Dude, I got my average up to two forty. Two forty average. Cool. That's wow. insane, dude. How long? How many weeks?
4: Uh, I think we this would be week ten.
1: Wow. What? So that's you. You guys have played bowled thirty games. And you're averaging 240. Wow, man, because my best is like 190. (laughs) Yeah, the best my average ever got to was 201. I was very proud that I was over 200 with my average. But 240 is another level. Holy cow. I shot
4: 300 last week.
1: I saw that on Facebook. That's congratulations, man.
4: And I almost had an 800 last week.
1: Yeah, that's another those are insane numbers 300 and 800 are, are tough
3: Courtney and I were close to watching this guy do a perfect game up until the eighth frame oh no that he might have like that he might have hit like seven and then yeah that Oop. that's
1: that's the annoying part it's is... like whoop. Oh, at least he spared that yeah <laughs> that's the annoying part is you missed the one in the in the late frames
3: I remember I, I remember he puts on pretty good spins. Oh yeah, yeah it's... it's just like I'm. Like if spins happen for me, it's just like it's incidental. Oh, like, you know, I, it, yeah, it just happened. I'm I'm just trying to get down the. I'm just trying to get down the center every time, or, or like not too much on the nose. Yeah, yeah, Vandy. I, I like
1: I like going on an angle too. So yeah, without without <laughs> being gutter ball, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, Vandy. He's got a a real nice hook. It's just a nice little. And he's a lefty, too. Mm-hmm. He throws left-handed. Which is nuts. I don't know how you'd do it, Vandy.
4: It's going good right now, man. I can't believe it. Like, uh, I was looking it up. I think I'm only, like, four, three or four pins to be one of the highest average in the state.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. That's so impressive, dude. Dude, I'm having a really good year. Yeah. I mean, really I'm having good. a ridiculous year, ridiculously year. Yeah. Well, we, we were just talking uh, not too long ago about uh, Vandy and I might be going. He's going to be going to Nationals this year in Vegas uh, to go bowl there, and I might be going with him. So wow. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited nice. uh, to watch him bowl in Nationals. I think that'd be a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> well, you got that Facebook group of uh, Las Vegas? Yeah, he's going to yep, Vegas. Yeah, you got that Facebook group Las Vegas open mic cell coming in handy probably.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I'm gonna have to look them up and I think I might actually have requested to be on there already. <laughs> hmm. So I might have to uh, look them up for sure. I wanna we we definitely talked about doing stand up down there and then the podcast. We wanna do an, at least an episode or two down there. Oh yeah. So
3: I mean a close side done was I regret having it on video because my battery was low, but I regret recording myself <laughs> when I did an open mic down in Glendale, Arizona. Okay. I was I was visiting down there for a week. Uh, to See both my grandmas.
1: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I remember you actually. This wasn't. This was in the last year, wasn't it? No,
3: no, it was like uh, oh. it was like the spring, twenty twenty two.
1: Okay, I was gonna say I, mm-hmm. I thought I remember. Oh, maybe. I think I might have been doing stand up through here i i don't know. i thought i remember you going on some vacation but also doing stand-up while maybe playing. i
3: mentioned on stage something that uh uh. yep the first thing i got to arizona is this i uh, i i had to give a high five to every palm tree i can see is just like yep palm to palm uh palm to palm <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: nice <laughs> but yeah no that's uh that's awesome that was a, a really good answer to that question. You mm-hmm. you did good on that one.
4: Yeah, what what is your favorite part of doing comedy and what is your biggest fear in comedy?
3: My favorite part of comedy is the socializing. Yeah. Like uh just just like how we're we're pitching jokes to each other, like helping out each other's jokes, like punching them up like mm-hmm. there's like there's always a creative process going on uh um in any social endeavor we might have like I mean I've gone to anchor bar probably once or twice after a, a tavern I mean that's usually if I don't have uh my overnight shift uh, uh, uh to deal with that night but yeah but Anytime I don't have work in the way after an open mic, I I, I always want to see if if there's any if there's anything special we're doing at at a comedian's house. Like it's sometimes at Danielle, sometimes it's at uh, P. Hanographs.
1: Yeah, it's it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Just the hang is so fun when mm-hmm. when we get the opportunity to do them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
2: And
3: probably my probably my biggest fear in s- stand up is. Is there some like gray area of fame? Like, you know, like, like, like once you uh, set yourself for one tour and you quit your job, is, is this, is this gonna, is this gonna turn out well to come up with another tour next year? And, uh, and, uh, like, uh, when is ever a comedian a has been? Mm. Yeah. But you know, like... (laughs) But otherwise, creativity strikes and you just uh, joke about how much of a has-been you are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, then you can... In comparison to others. Yeah, and then just start using it. I mean, who knows if, like, uh, Chris Rock was going to be a has-been until he had the Will Smith slap (laughs) at the Oscars. (laughs) And it's just, like, selective outrage... That's a that's a badass uh comedy special like <laughs> I I I'm I'm really proud he
1: did that and oh it yeah was, and it was the first live stream co- comedy yeah special on Netflix yeah that is an interesting like it's it's crazy how much like of an impact that made like not mm-hmm. only like in his career obviously but like just that affected a lot of people mm-hmm. I feel like that was, that was oh uh, I mean um <laughs> uh, Marlon Mar- Mar- Marlon Wayne's Wayne's yeah yeah yeah
3: he's the one that does more stand up than, than his brothers and I I think so yeah yeah he 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 did a whole special on just about the Will Smith slap wow because he like knew all the parties that personally like like you know is like he's. He's got sh- shit to talk about uh,
1: uh, Chris Rock, talk about Jada, talk about Will. And... Yeah, so he knew everybody personally, so yeah. he actually had more to add to it. That's Right.
3: He hmm. It was a whole special just about that. It's just like, when are you ever done? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. you know, ju- justifiable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been doing more than stand-up, like acting comedy Movies with with his
1: family and, and like he he's done it for a while. It's yeah he's been in the industry. It's all, it's all justifiable. Yeah, he's been in the industry for a very long time. So and it makes sense that he like knows them because obviously like you connect with people in the industry too. Yeah, I haven't seen that special, but it'd be a it'd be an interesting one to watch for sure. So yeah, a great area of a great area of
3: success. Like it was, it was like. As much as hard as you' you're ever gonna work like it's just like he, keeping your
1: audience together that's that's what I fear of the most so yeah oh no, that makes sense mm-hmm. um so do you find any style of comedy unfunny? I know it's kind of a weird question, but like sometimes some people like aren't necessarily fans of like dark comedy or maybe they aren't fans of, like, one-liners or whatever. Is there a certain, like, genre or anything that you find unfunny, like, in, in general? Or do you kind of, like, how do you feel about that?
3: Maybe I'm guilty of this, too, but maybe mixing genres of comedy may turn out to be unfunny to others. Like- okay. I mean, they say that like alternative comedy is just like uh, a lot of these comedians are just like all confessional, like with Sarah Silverman, uh, Maria Bamford. Yeah. That I'm. Um, what I see that, what I could describe that could be like unfunny would be like mixing dark humor with prop comedy.
1: Okay. Yeah. It'd be like you know, interesting.
3: like somebody surprisingly bring out a. Uh, a, a hangman and then and then like a celebrity's face on it oh like, <laughs> like out of their chest j- jacket i mean you know care got lucky with with like all of his props yeah i mean he's just i would say that he's just inventive yeah like not all of them are dark it's just like a lot, a lot of them is just all silly and 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 then and just like a lot of them raise the point and and it's just like he's a a late
1: night talk show's favorite. No. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Like yeah, I, I definitely though your example was pretty funny though. I like that. That got me pretty mm-hmm. good. Um yeah, that's an interesting one. Like adding dark humor to prop would be an, an interesting one. I, mean, I I you don't see it like hardly ever.
3: But yeah. I'd say like one person shows, you know, like you know, it's just, like, any gender, like, yeah, like, can do a one-person show, it's just, uh, but, but just, like, how long can they take it? Because, like, usually the standard for, like, a special is, is, like, an hour. hmm Yeah. But, you know, that's long, that's long enough to, to, to make somebody laugh. Yeah. But, but who knows, like, uh, a comedian could go just as long as, uh, like, uh, Half hour to two hours to like really cut down the the jokes to an hour. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, you could either expand it the half mm-hmm. hour or you can cut down the hour and a half.
3: I think even uh, Dane Cook
1: broke a record of of like being at the Laugh Factory for two and a half hours on stage. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard that he's he's done a, a crazy amount of time on stage before, and I I don't remember what the record was, but I definitely remember his name and a lot of time. But yeah,
3: maybe, maybe like doing a maybe for like whenever a comedy specialist is talking about one thing, uh, like the whole hour, like rare, rarely I see it successfully <laughs> funny. But then, uh, but then other times it just gets too repetitive.
1: Mm. So you want to see a little variety in there, a little like, variety, a yeah, way to mix things around a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, that makes sense. I know, even like in uh some of the the critiques that i've gotten on on my stuff is i do one-liners and i go all over the place but sometimes it it gets repetitive in the the my delivery because i like kind of deliver each joke very similar so i'm like you need to have that variety whether it be in the the joke the joke itself like the the um the what am i trying to say uh the style or whatever like you need to have variety you need to have like high points low points you got to like have inflections you got to be able to almost like a like have a flow to it but different flows mm-hmm. throughout the, the set
3: but yeah i think even jim gaffigan like n- maybe he knew that talking about food was too much uh for his recent special like i think it was called dark pale that, that, <laughs> that he had more stuff to talk about uh, death and funerals, and and which which, I applaud him for that because that because he he told some punchlines that you would least expect of him. He just went on a, tried a new direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's really like admirable when somebody does that, especially when they're known for being this one pr- kind of mm-hmm. comedian, and then going either the opposite or just a completely different direction than than you're used to. It's 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 admirable because it's tough especially like when people are expecting one thing from you and then you switch it up on them. <laughs> I know uh Brian Regan has talked about that he said that in his career people have said that he's only a certain way and he anytime somebody like thinks that of him he wants to start writing in the opposite mm-hmm. direction he's like no I'm not just this you know.
3: Yeah and maybe I have to watch that special that Jeff Ross has done that. He he roasted like prisoners.
1: Oh, interesting. I think
3: he went to prison. No, no, he yeah, like visited I don't know he, the whole he, one. he he visited a prison. Okay, to to roast them to roast them. I
2: thought he was gonna die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I
3: I haven't I haven't gotten that one to watch for chance, but
4: but pretty good. Hmm.
3: Uh, I'll have to see because I I don't know I don't know if that's funny making fun of, making fun of anyone locked up. Mm. Well, especially mm. if
1: uh, there's probably a good reason some of them are locked up, and if you make fun of them they, too much, they, they got hard
3: been. they got hard time as it is. It, it's like reverse scared straight. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
4: Dang. Yeah. Have you ever bombed, and if so, what did you learn from that experience? All right.
3: So during my f- first year of college the reason why I took a p- long break of stand-up is I got busy with so much school work that I, I wanted to like in- increase more of my uh, credibilities into social work so I, I-, I joined the student s- senate of uh, Fond du Lac Tribal and Community College and we went to this conference that it's just uh, I wasn't clicking well with like the political climate they had about uh, um, how to how to fix student debt, how to how to raise awareness of student debt. And I I was like trying to get my serious game on it. And then and then during the first or second night of the conference, it's like, hey, we got a talent show. <laughs> and then. And it this was, like, an audience of, like, the three judges. And and I didn't even think about writing jokes for the longest time for having so much homework. And, oh, yeah. Uh, like, reading books that I didn't even think about writing them aside. And I I just kind of thought I would just tell jokes off the fly without anything prepared or, like, I wasn't saying anything to the wall. It's just, like, I miss you, Wall. I, I want you to talk back at me this time, <laughs> but then I, I, I got to the three judges, and I, I can't even remember <laughs> what I said exactly. But they told me some some guy was like trying to be like the tough judge, like the Simon mm-hmm. in the room, and then yeah, it's like. Uh, I think Will Ferrell would be disappointed, and it's just like, ha jokes on you. Will Ferrell's not even a stand-up; he's a comedic actor. <laughs> I didn't even say that to him. That was yeah. Just, that's just what I was thinking all these years. But, okay,
1: yeah, I gotcha mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: but yeah. Uh, so I say that couldn't be worse than I than I've ever done. I mean, okay. I mean, even if I bombed at a at Dublin's, I, I it wouldn't I, have been I I I, re, I repress it right away. Like mm. I, I try not to let it bother me because um again with like John Haynesmeyer that he he doesn't deal well with bombing either. Like okay. I, I'm I'm just saying with all with all word respect. Like, oh yeah, I, for sure. I, I just want him to follow me as an example on on, on like staying calm and collective about it. You yeah. Know? You know it's just like uh, at, at the at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. all I can ask for is constructive
1: criticism. Yeah, exactly. I think you have a very good mindset about it because, like, I mean, it affects everybody. Everybody bombs. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what level comedian you are, like, you're going to have bombed at least a few times in your your career. And having the mindset that you have is to just kind of let it roll off your back. Like, learn from it but like don't let it affect you in a negative way because mm-hmm. you know you're going to bounce back you know you're going to have better sets in the future like it just wasn't happening but that yeah night. i i
3: i don't i don't do crowd work every time i do it but but like uh usually it's just someone that just like has one thing to say and and and, and i'll just follow up with that and then um and even if it comes to open mics, when it's just the comedians, like it's just like, hey, it's a workshop night, and 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 at times, I I kind of like think of it as talking to the wall again. I have imaginary wall if there's just just comedians looking at me because you know you guys might have heard these jokes before, but I'm gonna run through them again. Yeah, and who knows, beginning or middle, I'll i I might have a new joke to. P- Fly it in there.
1: Yeah, so you're basically at that point almost like mm-hmm. writing as you're as you're saying it because you're like, oh, maybe I could add this, maybe I could tweak this, or like mm-hmm. you're just like kind of in your own head mm-hmm. while you're saying the jokes. Like that's that's cool, and especially I I like the idea of having that imaginary wall. Like I I guess I don't do that. That's a a good and visual. almost almost every conversation
3: I I have with Haynes Meyer is um uh, hey, there's just some nights that you gotta be your own best audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just pretend that you're in the audience sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as you can make yourself laugh. Yeah. That, that should at least, at least you can make yourself laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I know there's a lot of jokes that I've written that I'm just like, they don't usually like, if they don't get a good reaction, I'm like, well, I had fun writing it. But yeah, this, <laughs> I mean, I gotta say that I like this. This pun never
3: fails. I mean, i'll I'll even I'll even tell the same punchline twice. It's just gonna be a whole different setup. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: You t- you just switch the punchline or the setup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just use the same punchline, or or even work,
3: or or maybe like recycling a punchline. That's that's what a callback comes
1: into play. Exactly. Yep. But uh, so is there an audience, uh, member or comedian that you'll never forget? I'll probably
3: never forget Mary Mack. Okay, yep, Mary Mack is a because really good comedian. I might have I might have met her before um uh, most of the uh, Twin Ports comedy because uh, she, she's visited uh one of the. Uh, music open mics at uh at wuso's Mm -hmm. and even during that time they they used to be called beaners yeah until uh, basically going more pc because you do wuso's they're 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 a power couple name like with the with the coffee shop yeah mary Mac was was pretty encouraging to like to like uh keep at it uh like she, she she doesn't even know if i've i've ever done um music before but with my jokes just like there's anything that you may have bombed uh a different crowd m- might even uh, laugh at it yeah it's just it's just all about uh an attitude y- you use with that material that is a very good piece of advice yeah and and this may be another audience member that I wouldn't forget, but I, I think Mary Mack even like uh, did crowd work with him. That <laughs> that this guy had a detachable leg. Okay, like lo- losing his leg at war, yeah, and he was like he. I think he might have set it up as like a like his bottom of his foot as a little table, and he. And he, and he hold a a beer and
1: he let me take huh. a picture of it <laughs> interesting yeah. yeah that that's an interesting like thing to do i I think I think even his a uh, deposable leg
3: was was a was a was like a plunger sort of deal
1: onto the floor oh interesting <laughs> so it like it like would stay in place so that yeah. way it was almost like a mm-hmm. a table in itself so it mm-hmm. wouldn't move that's cool hmm yeah that's an interesting. Interesting thing for sure. Dang. So.
4: Yeah. What is your most memorable night of comedy?
3: Most memorable night. And that could be good or bad. Well, I, I notice. Um. Uh, well, I noticed a family friend uh passed away uh, just uh, right before I was gonna do a set at, mm. at Caddyshack, and and it was and it was for like a paid gig we had uh, um of like just the six of us comics, but but I just kind of like had to like uh block that out for a moment of hearing it on the phone, like I had like I had like ten minutes away for the show to start and then like another 15 minutes for my own set to come up and then but yeah and and i mean as long as i had my list in place like i just like you know i i don't care if it's a crutch or anything like that but i i just like kept my head in the game and just uh
1: had to leave the show early after i did my set so well that's completely understandable mm-hmm. that's that's a, a tough thing to do especially like that soon before mm-hmm. uh it, it's tough to be funny after hearing something like that
3: uh, i i got the i got the crowd to laugh still oh, since I, I i stuck with the material wow that's
1: that's so good i'm glad you were able so, to, yeah, to still stay it's... funny after yeah that.
3: it's one of those it's it's just one of those challenges uh that...
1: Blessing in disguise at the time. Yeah. Well, and it's just crazy to think that, like, now you know, like, you can do anything because, like, that's, but yeah. that's a...
3: But, yeah, like, uh, this family friend that passed away, like, like hasn't seen me do stand-up, but, like, she...
1: he he would have gotten to know me as a funny person. Like, yeah. Otherwise, so... Yeah. So did you, like, at the at the moment, just kind of, like, think to yourself, like... Well, I'm gonna do this for that, like for them, almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, just keep it going. It's it's in their memory, so yeah. mm-hmm. that's cool. That's
3: it's I, I didn't I, like I didn't that. mention it on stage, so that was in his yeah. memory. But you know, yeah. in, in with time, it did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you don't even need to like mention mm-hmm. it, and it it's just in it. It's for them, like within mm-hmm. you. So I mean, I think that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. As long as as long as it's in your heart. That's, yep, that's the important thing. Yep i I didn't kill the vibe for everybody else. So. Yeah, there you go. That's that's really cool, Gavin. I didn't know that that happened to you. That's that's crazy. Well, my condolences for your for that. So, but uh, so where's the where's the coolest place that you've ever performed?
3: Probably. Probably like, probably for right
1: now is uh Acme Comedy Club. Okay, yeah, Acme is a that's a fun one. I've only done it once or, either once or twice. I can't remember, but that that's a fun one.
3: They only gave me three minutes. It was just like a first time thing. So, okay. uh,
1: did you use your star? I did use my. Okay, star. Okay, yeah, that makes yep. Yeah. I
3: I thought I might. I mean, it might have been over a year ago that I got back there again. That uh, you know. I wonder if they would catch me using the star again, but it's just like, nope, I didn't make the list again. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Maybe, maybe they already knew that yeah. I already done it, and I was just
1: trying to get away with it. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> be, be a little sleazy that way, but yeah. well, I mean, if it like, I'm assuming there was years in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Mhm. But well, I'm sure like, plus at the time you you first did it, it like, but maybe did, may- you, did may- you have another break? Maybe in two, there?
3: maybe two or three comics had the star the second time I was there, but oh, so maybe that was the maybe that's why. Yeah. But... Uh but yeah I I knew my my cousin was there to watch me and 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 she recorded it. It was actually one of my the first times I I I got a record myself uh, that I got to keep my own. I mean yeah. my sister might have recorded me when I did my homecoming set uh back in high school. Mm-hmm. But that was just for her own phone. I oh. I didn't I didn't ask her to send it to me. It's, gotcha. just, it's just her her own
1: safekeeping. But yeah, well maybe someday you can just see mm-hmm. if that's something you can find again. That'd be fun.
3: I'll I'll have to ask her and then and then uh maybe I'll put it in my archives, quote yeah. unquote.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, that'd be fun. All
4: right, Gavin. Um, where would you do a special if given the opportunity? I
3: was thinking about doing a special at Amsoy Arena or the Deck, whatever that place is available within Duluth. Yeah. I want to do like a stadium filled in Duluth because who who would ever think of filming a special in Duluth because I've never seen a comedy special, done it. Other than Maria Bamford had a one-woman show filmed, I think in the uh, Zeitgeist Theater. They oh, have next okay. door. Yeah, she might have done her one woman show there, but okay. But I want to be like, Amsoil Arena, kind yeah, of, kind of a special. That'd be cool.
1: I would go to that for sure. If
3: there's I mean, I know that, uh, was it Math
1: Riff? <laughs> oh, uh, Matt, uh, Riff. You pro- Matt Riff. you
4: probably couldn't afford the
1: ticket. Oh I, well, I'm gonna try to. What's his I'm, name? Matt Riff? Matt Rife. Matt Rife. Yeah, uh,
3: I know he's gonna be at Amso Royal.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, for I, I don't think uh, I would be able to afford the the ticket price for Gavin's show there, Vandy. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoothie him. I'm gonna be like, I'll tell you what, Gavin, you give me a ticket and I'll get you on the podcast one more time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah, I mean. I can imagine it being like uh, Adam Sandler's uh hundred percent fresh special. Mm. Like if 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 I were to do it at Amazon Arena, yeah, he he even he even has parts of that special that that he takes breaks doing stand up.
1: Yeah, yep. That yeah, that was a because that's the one that he's saying about Chris Farley, right? Yep, Yeah, That was
3: song about Chris Farley and uh, phone wallet keys. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
1: a that was a good one. He he. He, yeah,
3: his he's coming to Duluth so soon, Adam Sandler. Oh wait, no Minneapolis. Oh, it's Target, Minneapolis. Target Center, yeah, Target okay. Center, Minneapolis. Adam Sandler, it's coming so soon this later, later
1: this week, and and actually Chris Tucker's coming to Black Bear this Saturday. Yep, yeah. Well, that'll be like when this gets released, will be in the past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chris Tucker's coming to town. That's gonna be a fun mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. Bra or uh, Pete uh, Davidson is coming uh-huh. in January. Yeah. And then uh, Brad Williams is coming in May, mm. and then uh, I can't say anymore. Right. But we mm-hmm. we have some other fun ones right. coming up. Right. So.
3: Yeah. Final negotiations. Yep. You just got to find <laughs> the details, and then we'll we'll get mm-hmm. it. But. but but yeah, I I won't see Chris Tucker because I'm gonna be volunteering at a at a. At a hot dish militia, okay. That fundraises uh, um, women healthcare. I'll I'll just say that. So.
1: Oh dang, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Thanks for for helping volunteering in the community. Oh mm-hmm. that, that uh, yeah, I mean I, I can say volunteering as one of my hobbies
3: too. Like you know, just collecting stories as much as I can with volunteer work. Like sh- show people how wholesome I try to be.
1: Yeah, we well, we might, we might uh, actually need your help. Uh, towards the end of the year, then, because um, Vandy and I, on the episodes that we do together, we do uh, two di- or we have two different segments which we're actually bringing to our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're bringing to our social media, and uh, one of them is our monthly challenge. And so, if you don't succeed in your monthly challenge, you have to owe $25 yeah. for that month. Um, And then all the money that we go to, um, we give $25 a month to a random person that ends up sharing our stuff on social media. So every month we give away at least a $25 gift card uh, uh, value. And then um, the money that we have extra that that we don't use for the year, we're going to be donating. So we might need some help figuring out places to to maybe donate that money. It's not Uh, going to be a ton of money. Uh, maybe a couple hundred dollars, but I mean, it's still mm-hmm. enough money to to make a little difference. Mm-hmm. So, might need your help on figuring out where the best place might be to to donate that. So, but uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you normally wear on stage? Would you like to change? And if so, what would you like to wear? I always like a flannel shirt. Okay, yeah, kind of yeah. doing the uh going back to the uh um, blue, blue Collar Comedy, comedy tour. Look, yep. yep.
3: But also it's any dress shirt I would like uh, I would wear and if uh, I I do like steel like Patrick geese's look of uh of a t- <laughs> t-shirt and a in a sports jacket. Yeah. I, I wear that at times. Yeah. And I I would wear that with either my sunglasses. I, I think of like my sunglasses as a homage to Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah,
1: those are. Mm-hmm. I like those sunglasses, and they. they I mean, definitely I, like, have that Mitch Hedberg esque ice to it.
3: I close. I mean, I close my eyes on stage, so <laughs> it,
1: it, so yeah, it's it's effective. Yeah, well, and that's what mm-hmm. Mitch Hedberg did. So it's mm-hmm. actually a double homage. Mm-hmm. to him. <laughs> Otherwise,
3: I. This hat I'm currently wearing has the double G on it. Yep. So it's custom made. I got with a hummingbird, and I'm starting to wear that on stage. But I only wear like regular glasses, like clear ones. Yep. To to go with it, because I figure sunglasses would be too much. Like I'm hiding something. But... Oh, I got it.
1: so because with the hat and sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just balancing my looks out. Yeah. And. Well, it's also like, it's fun in the fact that you can mm-hmm. wear whatever you want and you can change it whenever you mm-hmm. want until like you get that like name recognition. And then at that point, then it's, it's, I feel like it's tougher to do. Cause like, I know Tom Segura has talked about like him wanting to wear a suit on stage, but now it's like, it's tough for him to do. Cause that's not his persona. That's he goes, not how people he goes with like a leather jacket. Yeah. Like, yep. I've seen in that, all black. Yeah. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. So. He's a big
3: jacket
4: guy. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah, and and I I think it'd be too weird for him to shave off his beard. Like, like I don't I don't know if I don't know if we could recognize him if he yeah. did that. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was like, probably that was like an earlier special. He had just a mustache. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but um, come when it comes to facial hair, I just try out. I I tried out a mustache for a while, goatee for a while, and. I've never gone to as thick as a beard as,
1: as Roddy has, but, oh um, yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's also like, if you're going to go with a, a beard, it's, it's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's a, it's a long commitment. Like I've been growing this thing Well, I've obviously mm-hmm. had, like I shaved it down a little bit, but, um, yeah, it takes at least a year to kind of. Grow to a yeah, when
3: I I first met you, I I thought you were
1: shunned from your Amish family, (laughs) and then uh, yeah, no, I I actually was. was. (laughs) I was, I was. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I forgot to tell my family too. I haven't seen them for a while. Uh, I was kidding, but yeah, his real name is (laughs) Ishmael. Like from Moby Dick, I love that book.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, I, I would love to wear a full suit like uh, John Mulaney does. Yeah, yeah. Like he's always dressed sharp. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think that's for like special occasions, like working, working somewhere classy. Yeah. Like I, I know Pedro's is gonna be. Uh, Classy, from what I heard, that success that show
1: was. Yeah, I that was a very fun show. That was a very classy show. There was a ton of people there, and I think you guys are gonna have the same. Like, it's gonna be amazing for you guys. I'm I'm really excited. I'm gonna, I'm still debating on because I I want to go there obviously, but I know like we're gonna have a lot of you guys there already, so we're gonna mm-hmm. have to have people at, at Dublin's. So mm-hmm. I'm debating on which where I should go because I want to support you guys, but mm-hmm. I should also. Be one of the comedians at Dublin's if we're not going to have a lot of people, you know?
3: Courtney and I felt that same way uh, last Friday. We thought about the late night uh, open mic at at Dublin's, but we wanted to support uh, the Gopher Hole, and it just turned out to be their most sold out show
1: ever. Like, they got that basement <laughs> filled. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That, that place deserves it. Like, they get some really good comedians in the Gopher yep. Hole. Dustin Fawcett. Yeah, Cindy Stevens got that place going on. Yeah, yeah, they have killed it, and they're both mm-hmm. like you can listen to their episodes of the podcast on here. Mm-hmm. They're amazing people, amazing comedians. So, mm-hmm. um, follow them on their socials as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's so fun to to see that, especially like I didn't know that it was. But yeah, like, I the best
3: sold. I, crowd there. Yeah, recently on Halloween when I when I was hosting, um, Caddyshack, uh, I, I was wearing. I was wearing a cowboy hat with a uh, with a pur- with a purple bandana and, and my skeleton cardigan, so <laughs> I I went as a a dead cowboy or a skeleton cowboy. So nice. I-, I would say it's either a h- homage to Yellowstone or a homage to R- R- Rodney Carrington.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah! I can get my best voice out, like Rodney Carrington right there. And, and, yeah, let's head it up in Texas now. <laughs> <laughs> I like my women like I like my chicken.
2: Bad right on the end. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> All right, Gavin, If you, if you could open for any comedian, who who would it be? Who would you want to open up for? Wow.
3: I want to open up for Larry the Cable Guy. Nice. Like, uh, because I, I remember like his opening act. Uh, he te- he teases his opening act that he looks a lot like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I forgot his name, but he 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 did put on a good show. Uh, it was like one of my first like uh, all time. mainstream comedian to on a live show at fortune bay resort casino in tower minnesota so okay that that was back in uh july 2012 okay right after i graduated high
1: school okay Mm -hmm. cool yeah and that was uh a good time to see Larry the Cable Guy because he oh, was... I, I, actually, uh, let me correct that. It was actually uh, the end of
3: August of 2012 because okay. I remember it being uh, the week the weekend before uh, I started college. Okay, there you go. And that, yeah, that, that now, makes sense. Now the memory served me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I, I, or it served me well in this podcast, I think. I was going to say, you are showing that you are too smart for the podcast if you your memory is too good um but we're we're glad to have you on because this was this has been a lot of fun so far like thank you for, for you're, being you're on you're
3: the you're the kindest podcaster by far
1: Aw, well, <laughs> well thank you but um we're out of here. I think we're getting to that time of the night what uh what time of the night is that? Dedication time, baby. Dedication time. So, Gavin, we are are done with questions for comedy. Is there uh, before we get to the dedication? I just want to see. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we get there?
3: Um, I'm happy to be married. It, it's going well, and and for uh, the comedians that are in the Divorce Club that I'm—I've been nicknaming you guys. I'm—I I hope you support me <laughs> for better or worse. So, yeah. which hopefully it's just better. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and for. Are we switching to dedications or just, like,
1: final thoughts? Yeah, you can do your final thoughts, and then we'll get into oh, whoever uh, your dedication is, unless you want okay. to get right into the dedication.
3: I'll tell you what. Since we're in this music room, I I remember singing a Go Tell It on the Mountain that has a music sheet book open here. And, oh,
1: okay. Yep.
3: And I was in the uh, col- my college choir, my second college I've been to, UW-Superior, that was in the choir singing bass. Oh, nice. And actually... Uh Hunter Trescott was in the choir with me. I think he said
1: he's alto. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about mm-hmm. either of you guys. That's cool. Yeah, I I could sing like the chorus
3: like if you don't mind. Yeah, dude, go ahead. Like I don't think bass gets enough appreciation on this <laughs> song. <laughs> go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born.
1: Nice, that was awesome.
3: <laughs> thanks, thanks man. <laughs>
1: well, that's cool. Thanks for uh, doing. Uh, we got uh, not only got to know about your comedy, we got to know about your music, all your other hobbies, and uh, that's awesome. So, uh, are you good with going into the de- dedication then? Yeah. Okay, so. Bandy, you said it's dedication time. With our dedications, we usually, when we have a guest on, we like to have the the guest usually dedicate their episode to their favorite comedian. So who would you like to dedicate your episode, episode to, Gavin?
3: I would say a whole comedy special that I've enjoyed during my honeymoon that I've watched while we're resting up, uh, running around in... Canada Thunder Bay. I'm dedicated it to Stephen Wright. Oh, that's a good one. It was very good one. Pretty big on the on the one liners.
1: Yeah, know that's why exactly. I don't think we've dedicated to Stephen, and that's a yeah. that's a very good dedication because it's like gonna his, be a very fun like his com comedy special forgot
3: its name but it was in the 80s that it's underrated like uh, I'm, I'm just so happy the whole thing was on on youtube yeah like youtube hidden
1: in gym that's yeah if you're if you uh like one-lining one-lining if you like one-liners steven wright is like one of the ones to listen to him mitch hedberg mm-hmm. uh dimitri martin they're all amazing uh uh justin roddemacher uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm even afraid.
4: uh Edwards was on that uh, special for the Comedy Store. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. I I mean I'm even afraid if yeah. Dimitri Martin is is becoming a has been. So I I hope he I hope he comes up with something fresh.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. I've I actually uh, at, he's one of my favorites too. At, at least put at least put yourself into a movie, Dimitri. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know I uh I'm on his social media mm-hmm. um I follow him on Facebook and stuff yeah. and uh yeah he's still touring and still mm-hmm. doing some stuff mm-hmm. he just got to get back and get the I don't know if he needs a special I don't know what he needs obviously I'm not
3: probably that big yet yeah, but probably like my first uh comedy books I've
1: ever read was um was this is a book by Dmitri Martin I have this is a book by Dmitri Martin it's it's a good one I have, he's got a a few of them, doesn't he? I I have a couple of them for sure. I don't think I have all of them, but. Yeah, it's like,
3: I remember one of his uh, stories was like uh, a genie with so many standards of of, your three wishes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Surreal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but Stephen Wright, uh, that's a very good dedication, Gavin. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's a good one. So is he one of your inspirations then in in comedy too? I would imagine.
3: Or uh, currently, I, okay. I, uh, Mitch Hedberg has has I've known I've known longer. I've, okay, I, I've looked up Mitch Hedberg, a, a bunch of them. But Stephen yeah. Wright, I was just kind of like rediscovering, like yeah. probably before watching that special, I might have watched him when he did Johnny Carson.
1: Okay, nice. No, I feel like that's a, a good dedication though. Mm-hmm. So. Well, sweet. Well, Gavin, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you have coming up? Any shows or anything, or social media, or uh, uh, or any CDs? Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: my, I, I released this back in May, but my my musical comedy album, Zing, Z i n g, Gavin Glenn is is out on Bandcamp app but if if you get come directly to me i have cds available that maybe i'll need some help printing out first uh, by my producer yeah uh if my cds are lost somewhere i'm looking for them but but if either way you want to listen to my album i'm i highly appreciate it and 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 it, it was a fun experience again uh, to be at a studio uh once a week th- those past
1: five months yeah that's really mm-hmm. cool I like I said uh, if you once you get your CDs or like print more or whatever let me know I want to buy one because I really want to listen to it so
2: mm-hmm.
3: and you can follow me Gavin Glenn on Facebook and there's also my business is dot uh, Gav Media. On w- which I p- put my best on on comedy events, m- music performances. I'll I'll do in the public or, or any live stream. I'm I'm sponsoring to or, or, Sometimes it's a fundraiser. I hook into a live stream uh, when I'm playing music, usually. Or sometimes I read poetry in between songs too. Sweet. Just to mix things up, but but for the uh, jokes you would have to come to the open mics. So yeah, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. That's where the jokes belong usually. Yep.
2: So <laughs>
3: or mm-hmm. come to some of the you got some paid mm-hmm. shows too that you that you do too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I am I am in part of Twin Ports Comedy. So
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's all, information about all the comedians mm-hmm. on on the Twin Ports mm-hmm. Comedy and um obviously they they got a new podcast out there, the Twin Ports Comedy podcast. So listen to that and uh they'll obviously have all of us on there at, at some point. So I know they're doing usually i think a couple comedians at a time so it's kind of kind of cool on that part so yeah when when you said like surprising dedications did you meant like family or
3: friends I wanted to shout out to or yeah if I you want, haven't yet
1: it, yeah if you want to you can definitely do yeah. that. no for uh for mm-hmm. dedications um I, we were just seeing if you wanted oh, right. to, to have a surprise comedian because oh. sometimes yeah sometimes people want to let us know um who their dedication is sometimes they want to make it a surprise for us uh, I mean i I haven't I mean, I've mentioned like a fair amount of comedians. I think. Oh, but... you've you've mentioned a lot tonight. So thank mm-hmm. you very much for for that. But yeah, if you want to shout out to anybody, like feel mm-hmm. free to use this time to shout out mm-hmm. to anybody.
3: But yeah, thank you, thank you for for your support out there. Uh, Courtney, my wife, um, mom, which is Annette, dad, which is Dana. Uh, my siblings, Blake and Emily. Uh, this is. Gavin Glenn, I'm on a podcast and my fa- my family, I don't think they listen to that much podcast. Maybe my brother Joe Rogan a little bit, but but I'm on here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, hopefully they listen to this podcast and and mm-hmm. they uh they like it enough to to listen to some more. They they drive around the Iron Range,
3: they can do it. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Sweet. It's how I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I mean I fall I mean, I even go to bed and put on the stupidest podcasts. <laughs> well, thanks. Respectfully. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are like my bedtime story at times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That makes that makes right. me feel so good. I like it. Um, yeah, that's really that's really cool. Well, Gavin, thank you very much for being on the yeah. podcast. Like we like like I said earlier, like I've been wanting to have you on for a while, but I didn't want to like have the pressure of your wedding and like expect you to, <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to be on here. And obviously you have comedy, you have music, you have a lot going on. So I didn't want to like put the pressure of on course. you. So I thought now would be a perfect time. And I didn't realize that it was going to be right before your birthday too. That's Oh yeah. There's a lot of good timing on this, this episode. I mean, so.
3: I mean, I mean no pressure, but uh it'd be cool if it got, if it came out on time for that. <laughs> oh, it, it'll mm-hmm. get, yeah, it'll be released. A if,
1: it'll be released before your birthday.
3: So it'll, I, I've, I mean when the Facebook greetings come in I think a lot of people are going to catch on that podcast. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can post all about it. Like you can post leading up mm-hmm. to it. You can talk about it whenever you want. Like I'll, it, I'll probably
3: I'll probably put a I'll probably get the link of the podcast and put private messages
1: too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know? uh, again, thanks again for for being on Gavin. Um Vandy, how how, how how do people get a hold of us if they need uh, to do that?
4: Yeah guys, we're check out the podcast, um give like, share, comment, everything on the podcast helps a lot. But you guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, on Snapchat at the stupidest pod, um on Twitter, we got a huge following on Reddit.
1: It's the biggest following you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can
4: always check us out at com. If you guys got any questions or think you'd be a good guest
1: or something you want to hear on the podcast or something or som- like that. Um. Or somebody that you might think might be a good guest. I know Gavin has yeah. had one during this episode. So I think uh, we're really? going to be doing that. And again, if you guys uh, know anybody or want to be, just let us know.
4: Just uh, either hit us up on our socials or you can always send us an email at uh, the stupidest podcast at gmail. Dot com. There you go. Anything else I forgot?
1: Um, no. Otherwise, if you guys are interested in seeing us uh, do some stand standup, uh, we do our um, we have open mics on Tuesday nights. It's at the Caddy Shack at eight o'clock. Wednesdays is at Superior Tavern in Superior, Wisconsin, at seven o'clock. Uh, Thursday nights are at Dublin's at eight o'clock, and then Friday nights at ten thirty. The late night Dublin's open mic uh, again at ten thirty. Um, and then we also have the pro show at Dublin's on Saturdays at six and oh, 630 and nine. So uh, Gavin yeah. knows more than me. He he. I like looked at him to make sure that the time was right. <laughs> well, Patrick is, is,
3: has done a good job piecing the comedy events together weekly.
1: Yes, he's mm-hmm. been doing an amazing job of that. Again, if you guys uh, want to, to know anything going on in the the Twin Ports area. Again, just look at their uh, social medias, uh, look at all that stuff. It's, again, Twin Ports Comedy. Look that up. You'll have all the information. We have it on our website as well. Um, I try to keep that updated as often as I can on our website. Um, that has all of the events coming up. Um, otherwise, again, just go to the Twin Ports. I have a link in the on the website for that as well. So that's going to be updated. Um, and, yeah, thanks again for uh, listening. I hope you guys had fun listening to this. I had a blast uh, just doing this episode, Gavin. Uh, thank you very day. much Thanks for being on. on. Oh, it's an honor. And it's ni- nice to meet you, uh, Vandy. So, oh, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely going to, like, like you were saying, I want to, I want to get everybody in on another mm-hmm. rotation. And I really look forward to having you on in a, in a future episode. And um, yeah, maybe we'll have you and your friend or we'll we'll have you and a couple other comedians. We'll, we'll see there's a, a lot that we could possibly do with that. So, yeah
4: so without any further ado I think that was a great episode
1: yeah
3: so okay. thank you so much both of you
1: well yeah
4: absolutely perfect it's well a, it's an honor
1: yeah. well thank you Gavin and uh until next time have a good one
4: a good one.